0: Happy New Year. Blythin' a withar. Blythin'
1: a We're pre-recording this. This is the morning after Boris uh, invoked Plan B. Yeah. Um, Not so, the band. No. The, the rapper. He invoked the rapper <laughs> Plan B. Come on. So <laughs> I... I Obviously rules are different in Wales. Dry but in England, I, d- I don't then? know where oh, we're going to be on on, oh, right.
0: uh, on New Year's Day. Down, down the street. <laughs> yeah. Having it large. Yeah, I don't I don't know where we're gonna be. it was a
1: good party.
0: What, New Year's <laughs> I Eve? I oh, New Year's is always dog shit. No, 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 not New Year's
1: Eve. The the party. Oh the, was pa- the party, party was... The party.
0: No, it's probably It's a work stew, isn't it? They're never good. It's a work stew involving the elite. It's gonna be fucking oh, ace, is yeah. what I would say. <laughs> yeah. I would I would bet you that having gone to a posh uni and having seen a lot of that era of Tories party. Yeah. Fuck me, they party. Yeah. The, cans? The, the, the Tories. Oh, like <laughs> Red red Stripe enough. and Hoffmeister back in the day. Okay. Both. Both on offer.
1: I've never had a Hoffmeister. What?
0: No. You've never, never followed, followed the bear? The bear. <laughs> Jinx. <No. laughs> Am I out now until you've my name three times? <laughs> yeah. It was a quite, real, it
1: quite weak beer, Hoffmeister.
0: I don't know. That was my
2: first drink, I think.
1: Oh, well, my first drink was Harp and Foster's. Oh, lovely! I
2: tell you all about that. I put a thing on Twitter. This would be a couple of weeks ago now because this will go out. You know, we're recording this just before Christmas. Yeah, so, what um, this
1: is is um, is uh, topical humour that no one cares about anymore.
0: That's good though. It's a, it's well, a no one, week repeat.
2: Uh, sadly, no, <laughs> sadly, no one cared about the day after either. Um,
0: Not enough people now.
2: When the Metropolitan Police said we haven't got enough evidence, I think I put on Twitter. If if you. I, I believe that they haven't got enough evidence to to. Oh yeah, in absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I said, but it, you know, if you're wondering where Dallas Street is, I said it's it's, it's that big street in London that's uh, completely covered by Metropolitan Police surveillance cameras, twenty four hours a day. I said, I said, if, if you're wondering where Number Ten is, it's the one with the big black door with the, with the Metropolitan this Police officer outside idea, it, yes. twenty four hours a day. <laughs> like if if you can't gather enough evidence for that location, yeah, you are fucked as well, a like police 100%. force, right? Yeah. If, there, if, if, if there's one place in Britain that the Metropolitan Police can categorically have evidence on, yeah. it's ten down the Street.
0: Look, I've, I've worked in offices and I've been I've been an unpopular boss in the past. But yeah. if oh, there was, tell us t- t- more. <laughs> it, yep. like if, if there was a party going on, if it was just right? us. <laughs> like I'm your boss. Um, <laughs> if there was a party going on in my house with my work yeah. colleagues. And not only wasn't I invited, but I didn't know it was happening. Yeah. I think, you know. Yeah. It's also it's not, a, great it's it's not, not no, a good indicator, is it? It's not a massive house. <laughs> Any house, though, isn't it? It's like, fucking hell, some music go doof, doof, yeah. doof, doof, doof. Downstairs.
2: Yeah. It's the fact you've got to walk past the policeman to get into it.
0: <laughs> yeah. There must be another entrance.
2: But I'm sure if that wasn't covered by police cameras, people would just go in through the back entrance lot awful lot, wouldn't they? Like terrorists and stuff. So no, there point. will be a back entrance, but it'll be it'll be f- fairly well- Oh, I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm well not saying
0: the that there's a, a gate there that's open and the back door has just got one sort of Yale lock on it. That's not what I mean.
2: I mean, I'm not conspiracy theorist. Okay, where well, uh, you are. I'll have a go on. The boss of the Metropolitan Police. <laughs> yes. Wasn't she sort of given the job by Boris? And, and then isn't Boris going to make her a... Put her in the House of Lords when she finishes.
0: I've seen on Twitter that "Dick Out" <laughs> is trending, which is always going to be amusing. <laughs> yeah.
2: the puerile in me that is good. Is enjoying that hashtag "Dick Out." Yeah, so I call it the '90s. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Most Christmas parties, as it ironically again turns out. Oh, my God. <laughs> you beast! <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Have you ever had a good New Year's Eve?
2: Yeah, I've I've worked most of them. I worked probably oh, eight okay. of the last nine.
1: Cottage with friends is good. Okay, but, yeah. you know that's what, um, that's what I'm doing this year. Pub on pub on nightclub night is is no no chance. No, I did once score on the piss in Salcombe in. Dorset, okay, was it? One New Year's Eve, little yeah. town, and that was that was nice. That was as good as a sort of out in town piss up. You get Cardiff or any city is just I shit. workable, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's there's it's
2: nothing more. worse than trying to get a taxi at fucking 2 a.m. Yeah. and it's pissing them with rain and freezing cold. No,
0: I walked back to Newport one year from Cardiff. Oh, oh wow, geez. yeah, Sulcum's in Devon, not Dorset. Okay, apologies. That's Sorry. a hell of a walk. It was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long did that take you? Oh, ages, but I was steaming, so it was fine.
1: Yeah, Dad Six. walked back to
0: Pontypris from Cardiff once when he was
2: it's a good nine miles, so it's probably going to take you three hours, Steph. It probably would have, yeah. If you're sober. I it'd wasn't. Three, it'd be three.
0: But yeah. yeah, but you're doing that um, drunk walk-jog, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're yeah. going to like, oh, I've got to get there quickly. You start running flat out for about 20 metres, sit in a bush, yeah. get up again, walk again. <laughs> it's, do you
1: know what? Running drunk. Is one of the most horrible feelings. When you're really pissed, hmm. sprint differs When you
2: overbalance forward. Yes. Yeah. And you
0: know the pavement's coming towards you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then just you before it you face
1: the pavement, you think, I don't care. And then very quickly, <laughs> you do begin to care. Impact.
2: <laughs> what Usain Bolt doesn't do when he's sprinting is calling himself a fucking idiot every two seconds. <laughs> fucking, oh, Shouldn't have had those shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking idiot. You're a fucking best fucker. Oh, ow. Yeah, cottage with mates is the way to do it. I agree with Al. So we went down to West Wales before the lockdown. Um, We went to West Wales and we had a lovely time. Nice cottage, chopped some wood for the fire. And then on New Year's Day, went down to the beach and had a little little swim in the sea. Yeah. On New Year's Day,
0: I really like, in the same way I really like Boxing Day. I'm a big Mm. fan of going for a long walk in the countryside, that kind of stuff. Feeling fresh. It's just I've never... New Year's Eve... Until I got older, and it was just in the house with mates. Yeah. yeah. New Year's Eve out is dog shit.
2: Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> One of my first dates with with Kelly, while I had a flat over in the bay. Uh, we we New went Year's up to New Eve, Eve, Eve in vodka revs. <laughs> oh, we were over the bay. We, we couldn't we couldn't get a taxi back to up my place. Yeah. So we had to walk over that bridge at Cardiff Bay. But it was it was horizontally sleeting, right. <laughs> She had like a little thin dress on. I'd taken my jacket off to give to her some I'm a nice fella. So I had a shirt on. I'm going to fucking die of exposure on New Year's Eve. All played into Bubbins' plan. Yeah. Oh, yes.
0: Why did not you put my uh, jacket on? <laughs> yeah. Flexing all the way home. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: You <laughs> could in those days.
1: But you think New Year's Eve in town is shit. You think New Year's Eve in town is shit. Mm. I think mm. New Year's Eve in town is shit. Mm. I've never met anyone who disagrees with that. Yeah. But there must be someone up there who's like, best night of the year. fucking love it. Absolutely brilliant. Well, yeah. everything's, people, right? everything's more expensive, taxis more expensive. Yeah. You can't get in.
2: Can't, can't get a fucking bar It's fucking jump in, like yeah, you know what great. I mean. Great. Can't be get some... a car blake. There must be loads of people like that though, because yeah.
0: loads of people go and loads
2: no, of people do it.
1: But I did it for years, but I did it because I felt
2: I had to and everyone else did. And you don't want See, to She make... always worked. Even before comedy. So before comedy I would be doing <laughs> New Year's Eve. Well no, but I was <laughs> bonus PE lessons. <laughs> No, but so before I was when I was in university, I was I was working on the door, so I always worked New Year's Eve because it was double, double double money. Yeah, and then after university, I was a teacher, but I was usually away. You know, New Year's Eve, I would have been. Did I go out much? No, I didn't go out. Met Kelly. We'd rather stay in on New Year's Eve and do stuff after our disastrous first New Year's Eve. So yeah, it's just it's just more fun in it. Like if if we can get away this for the place we've booked now, mm. I'm just going to get a huge Chinese takeaway and a big (laughs) box of red wine just stay in that sounds brilliant we had a takeaway last year eat loads of MSG and drink wine brilliant
1: yeah we had a takeaway last year and I watched before they were famous it was absolutely brilliant that's great
0: that's exactly our life alice has got to go and test I've got to go and test edit (laughs) right where were we where were we where were we I don't don't remember We've got a COVID break. Haven't we? we had a COVID break because Al went to uh, test he children. Went, he went to go and test his children. He runs a strict regime in Casa James.
1: As you can imagine, it went really well. I, mean, I can imagine they loved, oh, no. loved it.
0: Yeah. Disappointingly, you <laughs> muted your mic. <laughs> we had a right laugh. <laughs> I was hoping to have some horrific sound effects <laughs> yeah. ready to play in.
3: Oh,
1: yeah. It was a real bloody good
0: laugh. actually. Real. You haven't
2: had it yet, have you? You haven't had COVID? No. No. No, understand. no,
0: no, no. Well, I mean by the time yeah. you hear this I might have, but no. No. I had it
2: before before it was fashionable. I had it, I had it pre pre vaccine. Yeah, you did? I, I I had it this week last year actually. Did you? Yeah, I think it was almost exactly a year ago, yeah. Oh, oh. Well, yeah. happy COVID yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Thanks to NHS Wales for the world's scariest app, which is a red flashing <laughs> light like fucking zombie apocalypse. <laughs> With a countdown timer from ten days down to zero. <laughs> Horrific! Wah, wah, wah. Oh Jesus Christ! What's yeah. happened?
1: <laughs> Cal, I've got a slight sniffle. It's like that line from Simpsons. Is that a is that a good siren? When have you known a siren to be good?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: a solar eclipse. The cosmic ballet goes on. <laughs> Does anyone want to
0: switch seats? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: mean, ninety one to ninety seven. It was
0: off
2: unreal, the unreal, scale, real. The Simpsons. Aren't you worried the track may bend? <laughs> Not in your life, my Hindu friend. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Monorail. Monorail.
1: Daryl,
0: Daryl, Daryl. <laughs> Stop
1: it, Bart. He's a professional athlete. He but, can
0: handle this kind of stuff in the bleachers. a single tear on his just Daryl Strawberry's eye.
2: I, I didn't know who Daryl Strawberry was until that episode. Oh, Marge, it's not the fact that he's homosexual. It's the fact he's so damn sneaky about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm old-fashioned. I like my beer cold, my TV loud, and my homosexuals flaming. <laughs> <laughs> Look at out the prolific amount of writing that went into that for yeah. years and years. Yeah, And they weren't, like, six episodes in a series. Oh, no, you, like... You, like we 30. do. It was, like, six half hours, yeah. Yeah, yeah. depressing, isn't it?
0: But th- those American... How many people would <laughs> they have in, like, an
2: American writing room? Oh, you, guys, you guys have yeah. written stuff, haven't you? Eight, of ten. Yeah,
0: it's a, it's,
1: much, it's a very different system.
2: You'll sit on a big table and literally just fire ideas at each so other. So what would you guys have yeah. if you were working on something? You'd have two of you, three of you, well, one of you? it depends, I mean... Well, I do want that pilot on my own. Right. But then, like, my friend... Luke and Steve. Luke, give me some feedback. Steve, uh, give me some a lot of editing. Good, good editing uh, feedback. Yeah. And then, but it's so it predominantly myself. But then, we're trying to get away for series now. So that I've, I've now, uh, they want me to work with a writer because yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not a writer. I'm a comedian. Yeah. So someone will do structure and you know look at that sort of stuff, and I can concentrate on character and cool funny stuff. So there'll be two of us. Yeah. I think two is quite a nice way of doing it. A lot of my favourite comedies are two ends. Okay. It, Fawlty Towels is 200. It was a room. long... The Office is two There was room.
1: a long article, really interesting article, in th- how they wrote Friends. Okay. The hours they put in are absolutely nuts. Mm. You know, and, and the producer... I'd have to dig it out for you, but the, the producer would come back having not slept at all at 8am, yeah. yeah, get her kids ready for school, drive her kids right to school, and then yeah. go back to the office having not slept at all. And there's the there's a documentary on how they write South Park. They would write an episode a week, really. And like the last two days are just all nighters. Yeah. But the big American sitcoms
2: have loads of writers on them. It's just a different way of doing it. C- costs a lot more money, but they've got a lot more money yeah. chucking it. That's what I say. That's what. That's why like sketch comedies never really work. Whether, like a Saturday Night Live that they do over there. Yes. For that team of writers, over here would make that ex just make it unviable. You couldn't do it. Yeah. Money wise, it wouldn't make any sense. With SNL though a lot of it is shit. Oh, it 90% of it is yeah. shit. Yeah.
1: But when they when they get some in right it's really really funny. I'm kind I'm quite interested in the um the mythology of SNL like I've read quite a few books by writers who worked on it at certain points in the 90s. Um there's the book Gasping for Airtime by uh, an American writer called Jay Moore. Okay. And he just gets he's working on SNL SNL and he just gets Horrendous anxiety attacks and panic attacks because he can't get a sketch on. He can't get a sketch on the show, and it became mm. quite a dysfunctional show as well. I think to work on.
2: Well, imagine the the, the people you had on that in the in the sort of seventies, late seventies, early eighties when you had like uh, Belushi and yeah, Bill Murray and uh, yeah, reasonably dysfunctional Raleigh people Croy, Chevy at Chase. The time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of cocaine flying around the place. Yes, a, lot of, a lot of people with a lot of issues. I mean, it must have been bloody. American TV's ruthless. They, they'll pull something. Halfway through a series, they don't care, and it's all about the stats. Yeah, you you don't get time to let anything breathe. They, they don't think we'll see what happens in the second series. They'll pull it halfway through the first series. Yeah. It Doesn't bother them at all. Yeah, that's what I love watching. Things like uh, Larry Sanders with Gary Shandling, because it's interesting to see that how that, like a, a talk show, a comedian-led talk show works, on the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's a comedy, but it's it's so I imagine it's so close to what the actual truth is.
1: The other one, which talks about because. Gasmith Ray terms about SNL in the nineties, like ninety three to ninety five. But there's the other one, is it live from Planet Earth and that's about SNL in the late seventies? When again they're all
2: oh, a bit of they're that. all cooked up and it yeah. d- it doesn't
1: sound like um doesn't a sound very well, John, way to
2: no. when it, John Belushi was making the Blues Brothers, yes. for instance, he didn't stay in hotels. He would go you'd go out on the streaming pits. Yeah, stream and would yeah, just come back to the set meet a local and just go and stay at their place and sleep on your sofa for a couple of weeks. I mean just yeah. I mean he's dead now.
0: I mean, yeah. Long term, it didn't work.
2: Oh, As yeah. <laughs> a plan, turn a happy man, a happy man in his sleep, didn't he? In his <laughs> <toys>. um,
0: <laughs> With a speed ball somewhere in him.
2: Well, read about Cannibal Run. That's the one. The, the fun I had making that. Like Roger Moore said, that was the most fun I ever had making a film. Yeah, because it was like Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., Burt Reynolds, Roger Moore. I mean, and they just that's a went great out. evening. Oh, mate! out oh, every night. Yes, every night, big. Yeah. They said, because they were all old school pros, eight o'clock in the morning, you're on set. Your lines are learnt, you're ready to roll, you know. Shit-faced. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Absolutely shit-faced. Old yeah, because yeah. we're old school.
0: Yeah. Are you all still drunk? Yes, because we're old school. Yep. But we're here, and that's the important thing. Can you do your job? Not really. It's not Life from Planet. Earth. It's Life in New
1: York, because I can see it. I've just spotted it in my bookshelf, An Uncensored History of Saturday Night Live. Oh, I'll have a bit of that. What's that once.
0: next to on your bookshelf, either side? Because I'm always fascinated by your go. bookshelf. Here we go. Uh,
1: John Peel, Margrave of good, the
0: Shiz. Good, good book. And, I've read that. And uh,
1: Never Southall, The Man Chronicles.
0: See? That's why I like I you. <laughs> I You've got a book that. about music, book about comedy, book about a goalkeeper from Everton. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who's <laughs> a clock-collecting bin, bin man. A teetotal clock-collecting bin yeah. man. Mm. Celebrated Everton's FA Cup wins and league titles with a cup of tea.
2: Cup of tea mm-hmm. drove home. Good uh, lad. By the way, you probably the same text I just had. Uh, no, go on. So, well, Al might have had. Oh, um, oh
0: it's something else I'm not involved in.
2: Go on. Johnny Owens, our favourite documentary filmmaker. Yes. Yeah. Just sent me a text mm, saying, uh, she, go on. so they're trending on, he's trending. He's trending. So he's right up there with L- Love Actually. With, uh, I believe the Miracle's right up there with Love Actually. Yeah. So he said, I just sent this to Alice as well. There's a lot to do with your, all your kind words on your magnificent podcast. Thank you. So he said, uh, just just tell the truth, pal. It's much more to do you making stunning documentaries. Uh, but he said, thanks a lot to us for bringing it to a new audience. Yeah. So, mate,
1: Either, the, the, I nice. believe in miracles. The for, the forest documentary mate, has been trending on Netflix for oh, weeks. Really? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Well, good. It should I mean, be. I'm not saying. I'm not saying because of us. But we, well, if he thinks know, that's he, fine, he, he's obviously he, <laughs> we'll go with it. It's obviously, it's obviously partly due to do with Johnny as well. <laughs> it's partly <laughs> down to <laughs> his filmmaking skills as well. <laughs> it is a stunning doc, that man. yeah. That and Three Kings.
0: People who work in marketing and PR who try to claim as much credit for the product as the product creators themselves, I think, are hilarious. Oh, mate, so yeah, I managed to make yeah. that trend on Twitter. I thought, like, well, well done, yeah. well done, but I did make the thing. That you
2: made trend on Twitter. Yeah. It's amazing how many people have helped me in my comedy career that I didn't realise until after I started doing a <laughs> <laughs> So big, big up them <laughs> for all their faith in me. Yeah,
0: you, you keep their names ready for the bathroom. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I've had a list of people sent to me by them who should be... Well, <laughs> they were good as gold when
2: I was driving to Sheffield for 120 quid. They were <laughs> fucking brilliant to me, those people. When I was fucking extending my overdraft and fucking getting credit cards on my years. It'd be great to win an award and just thank all the
0: people who've texted you at that moment who you haven't heard from in
2: yes. two years.
0: I, that is the plan, don't worry. Oh, I'd like to thank... Uh, Let's have a look. Who's, who's just got in touch now that this is on tally? <laughs>
2: Hiya, mate. Fancy a up or a couple of drinks? Oh, fancy a pint, mate. I haven't well, seen you ages. Yeah. Oh. I enjoy the 90s as well. <laughs> <laughs> what have you been up to since then? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway. I look forward oh, good, to it, it when you get your wafter. Wafter, dare
1: I dream. Have <laughs> you got a wafter me. I'm not knocking them. um No, I've been nominated a couple of times. And I've... Uh, That's outrageous. I've uh, presented a couple of the awards. Well, yeah. once, I never got back. Made too many jokes. Arguably be too, too dangerous. Too funny, if
2: anything. No, yeah. he's the Billy Crystal of Wales well, I was the Billy
1: Crystal of Wales. And you know what? All of the jokes I made before giving uh, the Best Documentary Award to a very, very moving... Um, portrayal of dementia and Alzheimer's disease. I actually think, to be honest, I didn't read the room properly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if I'm honest. Read this Ill- read the category. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am read the category. It was ill judged.
1: <laughs> it was ill judged. Some of the things I said were awful, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they haven't had me back. <laughs> <laughs> and they won't <laughs> have me
2: back. Doctor said there's good news and bad news. The bad news is you got Alzheimer's. <laughs> <So> the <laughs> good news is you won't remember this tomorrow. <laughs>
1: Come anyway, on, is it, it, this thing it, it, on? It's and another treat,
3: yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, was, oh, I mean, that no. wasn't the joke I made, but I did. <laughs> no. it, it had become very flat, and I thought, what we need is to inject a bit of life into this room. Bit of pace. Yeah, so I brilliant. injected a bit of life into the room, and then I read What you, you drop on What you drop on him? Oh, I can't remember now. I'd written some bespoke wafter stuff. I ref- yeah. referenced. Did you refer to it as the wafters to it throughout as well? It's not. not, not yeah. I'd been specifically asked not to do that. And I so was it's, like, it's, the,
0: it's the Welsh bafters, or something like that. Bafter Cymru. Bafter Cymru, Apologies. Apologies to the um, wafters. But you know, come on.
1: I'm I'm one of the most dangerous Corbett, comics. It's out. always
2: bloody Corbett.
1: I'm <laughs> <laughs> so
0: good. Would you come if we invite <laughs> you? I'm one of yeah, the most dangerous. Most
1: dangerous comics out there. You can't ask me not to refer to something as the waftas.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) When I think I
1: might get a small laugh for doing so.
2: (laughs) I'd be happy with not turning up a Celtic media reward. Hang on a sec. Oh, hang on. We didn't take the
1: little barcode sheet out of Steph's sort of bag because we were being hurried because he didn't know we had to do the kids so he was he was the courier was banging on the door but it now means that's apparently invalidated the test unless they get hold of the courier in time because right. we need that. I mean,
2: you know, he's a courier, he's got stuff to yeah, do.
1: Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Um,
2: if you don't if you don't if you don't want to get courier based uh, grief, don't become a courier.
0: I mean, that's <laughs> that is that is an option. It's probably not on his top 7 things that you wanted to do. No. Do you know that's what fair. though? If Comedy slash radio slash podcasting, etc. all the
1: ways I earn my living, all went mm. wrong. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to be a bike courier. That's, that's actually my plan B, because I love oh, riding God, my bike. one of the most dangerous jobs in the yeah, world. Yeah, but I love riding my
2: bike anyway.
0: And you love danger.
2: I'd rather clean the sewers in Mexico City. Then you're mad. Well, that's weird. <laughs> well, no, because it'd be safer than riding a bike around London, 25 a day. I ride my
1: bike around London all the time. I do 60 miles a week around London. I mm. love it. But now I'd be getting okay. paid for I suppose I am being paid because I'm often sacked into work.
0: Yeah, I was
2: going to say. I'd be a carpenter, mate, every day of the week. Would you? Yeah, oh, what? I was in that workshop the other day with that with Drew. Yeah. Paulie's mate there, and I thought, this is... I said to him, mate, I said, if ever needs someone to work for you for free, I'm available, just to learn the ropes and just to work in a... Wo- like like I Jesus. Yeah, very much yeah. like Jesus, without the, uh, without the messy ends. My
1: mate Andy, <laughs> um, he has quit... His job after 20 years to become a carpenter and go self employed as a carpenter. Oh, really?
2: Yeah, yeah. And I don't mean, I'm not knocking, for me, there's there's chippies and there's carpenters. Oh, okay, go on. So a a chippy, and I'm not knocking chippies. Chippies will come around here. A chippy will make uh like the the garden furniture we got outside mm-hmm. if you see a drill yes this person's probably a chip, what i would call a chippy right okay or a drill driver or screws they're a chippy right so they'll make things out of wood door frames uh seats whatever okay yeah know, yeah a type of walking wardrobe where we can buy the door packs and stuff you know yes but if you're a carpenter you don't need that stuff because you're making dovetail joints you're making dowel you're making there's carpentry and there's there's chippy they're not the same thing okay they, you know what would you want no, to be on the, a carpenter. Okay. I want to be all about coping saws, planes, jigsaws, oh. Oh. I'd, sanding blocks. I'd be a. I mean, uh, the, I'd lathes. I'd be a, a chippy. Oh, I'm a, would you?
1: I've
2: got the. got
0: the confidence to be a carpenter. I would employ the two of you. No yeah. interest in either
2: of those things. How
0: <laughs> 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 did that chair get made? I don't give a fuck. Does it work? <laughs> like
2: Drew stuff. you know what I mean? It was all proper joints, proper. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Drew. Real carpentry.
0: And I'm happy if his stuff works. And I'm happy that yeah. you want to do that. Yeah. Cannot be asked.
2: Talking to Paulie about cricket bats, so when, he, when he goes and gets, picks his cricket bats up. Yeah, don't want to make one, want to hit with one. Oh, I'd love to imagine making a cricket bat. No, you thanks. No, no. Give me a cricket bat, no, no. A cricket a bat chuck in. a
0: ball at me, and then I'm interested. <laughs> I have no interest in planing a cricket bat down. Oh, no, no. Oiling it up. It.
2: Oh, oh yes, oil in yes. your bat, in your garage. Just rubbing the back of it with linseed oh. oil. Knocking it in yourself. I bought
1: some football boots in lockdown. And I did thoroughly enjoy applying dubbin to those oh, football yes. boots. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. That's okay. That's well, it's it hard. Does. It's hard
2: to get leather boots these days. Mm. Most boots are shit. They're plastic. Well, my
1: boots are 1980-style Copa Mundial's. Oh, good lad. Lovely leather uppers. Yeah, nice. yeah. Oh, all leather.
0: A metal screw-in yeah. stud?
1: No, I bought uh, warm weather grass ones, so they're oh, more nice. studs.
2: Molded. Yeah, but the the boots. See Ben. So Ben's playing today, and he'd lost a couple of studs out of his boot. And I taken studs out of my boot to put in his. So then today, what I've done, lovely. I've always made sure that he cleans his boots and polishes his boots. Like you know, I think it's a good way to look good and play good, sort of thing, you know. And then today, right before we do the podcast, I got my big stash of uh, studs from upstairs. Just replaced all the studs. Lovely. Oh, I said oh, love
1: that. I should love replacing my studs before football. Game. Oh, it just makes you it. feel like a pro. I love cleaning boots. If I if love
2: cleaning boots. You'd have been Toothbrush, a great boy. I'd do. have loved to have be been a YTS yeah. boy. That would be my dream. Cleaning Jan Mulby's boots. Go and, go and do 20 <laughs> pairs of boots from the first team's boots. Yes, please.
0: You might even get to the first team. No, thanks. No, no. Just here for the boots. I'm so <laughs> just here for the cleaning.
2: See, Steve Bull cut kind out of the middleman, didn't he? Yeah, Steve yeah. Steve Bull's earning a wage and went straight into the first team. Straight up and his boots cleaned.
3: <laughs> <No pissing laughs>
1: what?
2: I'd want to clean my own boots, though. It's like, like a hockey player you know, they show up in their own skates. Yes. I want to clean my own boots. I wouldn't want anyone else touching my boots. Although I had an iron in my shirts. So I like don't want people touching my stuff. What do you mean? I don't like, I don't like Kelly to iron my jeans or my trousers or my shirts. No? No, 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 no. You no. do it yourself? No, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Clean my own boots, clean my own shoes, iron my own trousers, iron my own shirts. And my own man. Yeah, got to be done in a certain way. I like, I like, like little things like pissing me off. Like if, when you see like lopsided laces, yeah, I hate yeah. that. I hate What's it. What do you mean? Well, if you put you only put your laces up and one's like two inches longer than the other, people just do a bow. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Really? You know? get, them, get them the same length first, then do the bow. Yeah. Why? Because that's what it's, that looks better and it is better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. That's fine. Wow. I'm glad you explained it. I bought a coat yesterday. You know, did I mention it on the, on the air? Was that the one you were wearing this morning on the school run? No, that's another coat I long, which I bought. Which was you nice, looked it? undercover this morning. Well, the head teacher said to me when I got to the school, so I look quite smart. I knew, you looked very uh, smart this morning.
0: I, I thought we weren't recording a podcast today, <laughs> having seen you this morning.
2: <laughs> well, do you know what? I was thinking, I've let myself slide lately. I'm trying to get back into shape again. So I thought part of it is the way you carry yourself. So recently I've been wearing old jeans, T-shirts and stuff to school. And that's not me, right? Yeah. So I thought, right, put your boots back on, nice pair of... Ankle-length leather Chelsea boots, yeah. nice pair of jeans, nice uh, knitted sweater, nice wool coat.
0: Yeah, you were engrossed in your phone, and I thought I'd startle you by shouting at you. Um, yeah, you did, yeah, mate. Well done, was quite fun. well done. Uh, yeah. but
2: Weirdly, I was, tro- I was, tro- I was you looking were texting on to the same time. time we started today, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but two of my kids didn't recognise you. Who's that smart handsome? Who's, who's I that nicked, suave, I n-
2: Dad? I nicked a material, right? I, 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 so uh, not the comedy as a comic, as a stand-up comic. This is for Bolton, obviously. But on the way in, yeah. Dylan Dawes, yes, l- friend of ours and a and listener of the podcast, said to me, "Are you on your way to a probation meeting?" Right? <laughs> Quite funny. It's a good start. People. Good start to the day. So I get to school, walk with my little girl, my girl in. The head teacher says, "Oh, Mr. Bubbins." Uh, the other teacher said, oh, it uh, "Looks like Mr. Bubbins is going Christmas shopping today." I went, "No, no, I'm on my way to a probation <laughs> meeting." <laughs> They both cracked up, right? Yes. I thought, they think I'm off-the-cuff comedy That's genius That's so then. good. <laughs> so you listening, Dylan, thanks for the line, pal. It worked like an absolute charm. Um,
1: well, it's the, American, it's the American system, isn't it? You've got, you've got 20 writers, but as long as the end product is funny, it doesn't matter. There we go.
0: Oh, yes. That's all that matters.
2: <laughs> I did a joke once, I think I told you on here, that it was a really funny, if I say so myself, but a very specific rugby joke, which right. worked well in that situation. And I was doing a gig with Owen Money. He said, oh, it's a funny joke, like that that uh, rugby joke, and it's a funny joke. Do you, you write that yourself? I said, yeah, yeah, I wrote myself. Oh, it's a cracker that is. He said. Uh, he said, well, you, you don't own it though, do you? I said, well, yeah, I do own it. Yeah. <laughs> he said, it, yeah, that. but no one actually, no one actually owns a joke, right? Like, do they? Yes. I said, well, I own that. I one. Because, <laughs> <laughs>
0: because I wrote it and stuff. You know, and I thought. We can't own. Like you can't, you can't I, own I, words.
2: I like owning a lot. I thought. I said to come up. I said to Kelly when I came home, I said. I said, it's not the fact, I know for a fact that Owen's going to nick my joke and use it at the next rugby dinner. Yes. Right? And, and it'll go down a storm, because it's a funny joke. Yeah, yeah. It's the fact I'll do a dinner, which some of those people are at later. Yes. And they'll, they'll think I'm nicking Owen yeah, Owen yeah. Money's material. He calls himself at one point, he gave himself the, imagine giving yourself this nickname. Go on. The Thief of Bad Gag.
0: <laughs> wow, I mean, <laughs> where to start with
2: that? <laughs> but no, but the, the other coat I bought, yes. I got a TK Maxx. If I'm passing, it's never a destination shop for me. I'll pop in there because they have some weird, freaky shit sometimes. Yes. And nine times out of ten, there'll be nothing in there remotely suitable for me, right? Mm -hmm. Not in my size, nothing I would ever wear. Mm -hmm. I go in there yesterday, the day before. First thing I see in my size, only one pair in my size, size 10, slip-on, Italian leather shoes. in like a sort of cream leather. Leather soles, leather lining, leather. It's a, a, just a, a beautiful hand-stitched Italian shoe. right? Lovely. Two thirds off. I thought, yes, please. I'll have those. They're straight in the basket, right? Yeah. Twelve hundred quid. Ha- I'm happy with the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they were they were. I think they were thirty five quid, but they they should have been like hundred and whatever it was, right? Yeah. Should they? Nice. They're they're in the basket. Right? Yeah. Go on. I then see a lovely. You'll see it. Uh, I, I wore it uh, on the school run the other day, sir. So you okay. went there. I look forward to it. A ra- a raincoat. Lovely. Yeah. Again two thirds off but then the piece de resistance right
0: of your TK Max
2: shop. well exactly but yeah. I'm walking out in the corner of my eye yeah you know like Neil Young says you, 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 no one writes songs right they're just they're, they're in the ether and you sort of oh okay tell songs, this was
0: another Owen Money reference that's the Bob you don't Dinner. own that song do you
1: that's the bo- yeah that's what Bob Dylan said he said songs already exist and yeah you just, you just go yeah. up, fishing just for sort of them. pluck them up to the
2: air why was I the, serendipity? Now, why was I in this particular TK Maxx, in this particular day, when this one particular item of clothing was in there, right? <laughs> I'm walking past it. Yeah. Corner my eye, I thought, shit. And I turn, turn up the aisle. Mm. There is a knee-length, mm. grey, mm. woolen, uh, sort of a very fine, like a cashmere wool, mm. um, three-length, double-breasted coat. Yeah. With a huge, grey, super soft fur oh, collar. Fuck's sake. It looks, it looks it looks, like Huggy Bear, right, would wear it in Starsky. Yeah. Right? But it is my size. Um, all I mean, it looks like it's been made for me. It
0: looks like you've done a really big bank job, and you've oh. been told <laughs> not to spend all your money, but you have spent yeah. all your money, and this is how we're going to get caught. Yeah?
2: So check this, right? I paid £130 for this coat. Yeah. And this is my present personal myself. The ticket price on this coat was £700. Oh. I thought, yes, please.
1: 700 quid. What you know
2: make I mean? is it? I, I was so... Fucking pleased. There's a mate call Moncrief, I believe, but um, you know, they do all sorts of stuff. And they, because I'm a big size, I'm not the sort of size that people think are going to wear that sort of stuff. Obviously, yeah. yeah. They must make one and go. Obviously, no one's going to have a. But I'll wear it on the school run. When are you on the yeah. school run next, I'll wear the, it the, tomorrow. Just I to get ready for tomorrow. Yeah. What, what have yeah. you got to get ready? Well, if it's raining I'm not oh, Okay, it's it. fair. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. You, you text me in the morning, right? Send me a send me a <laughs> selfie of you wearing it. I might wear the cream shoes me with me onto the school.
2: <laughs> I might wear the cream shoes with it. I mean, there's a good chance I'll get arrested. Whatever, <laughs> yeah,
0: sure I would. I it. would say if you're outside a kid's school <laughs> yeah. with a fur coat, essentially.
2: I mean, best case scenario, I would look like a drug dealer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but from the seventies, crucially, from yeah, 1970s yeah. New York. Oh, it's
2: <laughs> fucking what a what a coat, though. I, what I want to find is a nice hat. I've got a, the one I had this morning. I quite like just a plain black. That Mr. was good. Hat. Yeah, like, that looked good. I would love. A nice hat, nothing with a feather in it. I look,
1: like. I look like a complete whopper in every single kind of hat ever made. So I look like a <laughs> complete, a complete dildo. Whether it's your Do baseball you? cap, your beanie hat, yeah, I just, I just look like a complete tit in hats.
2: I'm gonna say for, for L something like a Vietnam era. You know the sort of Vietnam Army cap. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have
1: got one of those baseball caps which I occasionally wear if I've got to do the school run without having washed my hair. Yeah,
0: but uh, mm. a few. O- comed- all baseball caps on me look like I'm a non-ironic trucker from. Yeah, that's But a few comedians have taken the piss. Yeah, out
2: you of would me. look nice in the high front one with the, with the mesh back. Yeah,
0: nice no, I do actually just look like a trucker, though.
2: <laughs> that's all right. No, you know. I, do,
0: I don't want to look like a trucker.
2: My dad, my dad wears a nice hat. My dad's got a Bakey Boy hat. He looks good in a hat, my dad. I I look in a cowboy hat, but I will look...
0: <laughs> Wear the cowboy hat with that outfit, please. No, you you joke,
2: you joke. I, I, I was looking... I was trying to find today... Yes. ...to go with the shoes, yeah, I think it would be quite nice. Some cream or light grey uh, leather gloves. I think would look nice. Fuck's sake. You know what I mean.
0: No, I know what you mean, yeah. I, I don't think you should, <laughs> but I, I do know what you mean.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Gloves are... If you're really cold, or a mm. goalkeeper. Otherwise I have no interest in gloves. As well, yeah, it is cold. Or it's weird, is
1: it? I, glo- I only wear gloves if I'm on my bike. I've got nice sheepskin yeah. gloves. Woollen gloves somehow make my hands colder. I don't- I've never understood this. They get wet and there's yeah, worse
2: they're not, good. Yeah. they're not good. Sheepskin gloves I've got, which are quite nice. And they, they I've got two sheepskin coats. They look nice with a sheepskin coat. i got a proper uh, John Motson. I love.
0: Effic up third round sort of. Yes. It does look like I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. Snow in the background. Not sure if the fixture's yeah. on or not. Yeah. Come back to us later, Des. Doesn't look like Oxford
1: United versus Arsenal will happen this afternoon. The referee, David Ellery, will be inspecting the pitch in some 30 minutes, but it's hammering down with snow
0: <laughs> here in Oxfordshire. It's Motti at the manor ground. Snow yeah, behind yeah. him. Oh.
2: What a speakable of a luxury would a dressing room be? Your own dressing room. We looked at a house recently. There was a there, it, they've lo- they'd lost a bed they'd lost a bedroom right to make a dressing room for the main bedroom. Well, I thought yes, please. Why though? Why to have a whole room Why? to get dressed in? Do you, I don't need a, you room.
0: Need a room. You don't Need a room to get. I dressed I got a bed in, to sit on while well, I uncomfortably put my pants on and find a jumper the sleeve.
1: <laughs> <clean. laughs> <laughs> so I can
0: struggle to put on my pants and socks. Yeah.
2: We need to work on his speed dating technique.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that one clean? Yeah, fine, let's go. I bent, bent down to take my uh, socks off
1: when I was getting into bed last night. And Lizzie said, what's wrong? I said, nothing. She went,
0: that noise. I said, oh, that's just my bending down <laughs> Yeah, <noise."> exactly,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I did that getting a laptop out of my bag in front of uh, a room full of students the other day who all just pissed yeah. themselves laughing.
2: Uh, what yeah. I just I just did a picking up my Steve Fenwick book and you laughed at me from yeah. the last podcast. Yeah,
0: it's, it's the same thing. So, uh, yeah, they uh, go, uh, and they went, what? What are you doing? I was like, I'm getting a laptop out of my bag. But well, why are you making so that noise? Because C- I'm fucking uh, old. I'm old. I can't help it. So,
2: be dead one day. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let's do first round of clips then, gents. Ellis, uh, you go first this week, if that's OK. Yes, the clip I've chosen for this week is an old Yellow Pages
1: advert from the mid-90s.
3: OK, I'll leave it up to you.
2: It's a great idea, <laughs> and we'll settle up later. Cheers, Bob. Look after yourself.
1: Hello, I wonder if you can help me.
2: Yes, we could do that. Fine. Uh, What colour
0: would you like the tracksuit? Orange?
1: Do I not like orange? Pardon? Ah, it's just a joke, love. Blue, I think. I see here it says you
2: deliver. Oh, that's nice. Good luck from Bobby and Graham.
1: So there you go, uh, ex England managers Graeme Taylor and Bobby Robson clubbing together um, to buy pooling resources <laughs> to buy Terry Venables
3: <laughs> <a> good luck <laughs> kick to Euro ninety six. Who came up with this idea? <laughs> there's
1: a there's a lot of things to live in this clip. Um, and the cake itself is uh, Terry Venables dressed as England manager in England tracksuit uh, having his head ripped off. Oh, I like I it. Like it.
2: <laughs> so good. That
1: little piano motif, yes. um, which was used on all the Yellow Pages adverts, yes, uh, is very, very evocative oh, at the time.
2: Talk about nostalgic, listen, watching that.
1: I mean, the, the Yellow Pages obviously now completely redundant <laughs> because, the of the, because of the internet. Yeah. It's actually quite a difficult... Thing to explain to someone who's born in the sort of
0: post-internet age. Yeah. So Danny Wallace has written this kids' book, and it's about if all the technology goes down. Right, it's really good, really good book. Um, but I was reading it to my middle kid the other day, and there's a bit in it then where they don't know their grandmother's phone number, and nobody does, so they can't phone their grand to find out if she's okay. Yeah. all the tech goes down in the country. It
1: used to. It used. It used to lead to quite, quite an iconic trope. Of films in the seventies and eighties where this happens in the Terminator. Tear a page out. Do you tear a page out? Because there would be a phone book. I never remember this in, in British phone boxes, but in American phone boxes there was a phone book in the, yeah. Yeah. In the phone box. On a little
2: on a little hinge usually to yes. sort yeah. of fold it up and
1: so I I always used to love that. But then whenever anyone did that, I used to think well, if somebody else needs that... What if I'm trying to get on
2: a John Connor... Yeah.
0: yeah. Come on, Arnie. That's, no, that's of no help to anybody.
2: John Connor. A
0: bit, a bit selfish, Arnold.
2: <laughs> Give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycles.
1: But um, it already, always used to bother me, that. I used to think there will be, you know, 75... Folks, that first.
2: Imagine sort of... The Yellow Pages ads, it was a big deal. Mm. When you explain to people, now like, the, the new Yellow Pages ad, everyone remembers the Maureen Lipman one. Everyone remembers Yeah, yeah. It's my age, you know. I haven't seen this one for years, so fair play. I mean, I remember it, but yeah, that music. And it just, it's just something lovely about it straight away, isn't there?
1: A few England players who um, were unfortunate or made mistakes yes. ended up making money at this. So Southgate obviously did the, the Pizza Hut advert yeah. after he missed the penalty year in 96. There are a few others who did that kind of thing. Mm. Graham Taylor was absolutely pilloried by the English press. As was Bobby Robson, actually. People often forget that. I mean, Bobby Robson, especially around Euro 88, some of the stuff they said about him was just violent. But Taylor, my God, he just never got a break.
2: Just that turnip thing with him on the back page of The Sun. You can see it, can't you? Yeah. You know, obviously, he didn't have a
1: great record as England manager, failed to qualify for USA 94. A great club manager. He managed Wolves. He took Watford back to the Premier League after. Uh, after he was sacked as England boss, and then because he was such a warm, likable pundit for Five Live and a few other things, then people kind of forgot his hmm. his tenure as England manager. That's and interesting. I, f- I I liked Graham Taylor so much. I Actually, feel bad saying it, but because he was a failure at, at, at England level, and I think he was unlucky in in certain regards. There were things that you would know, things that the ball didn't bounce his way a couple of times. Hmm. He did have his reputation salvaged, really. There was a sort of renaissance of Graham Taylor, mm. especially as a pundit,
0: I think. Well, because he was such a nice man to work with, and I think that yeah. came across on the radio as well, that he, he his insights were fantastic, for starters. Yeah, yeah. But you wouldn't meet, you know, for a famous person, you wouldn't meet a nicer person who would go out of their way to help you. As, as this advert shows, he was very happy to laugh
2: at himself because
1: yes. the Do I Not Like Orange, my God, I mean, he was humiliated in that documentary. Yeah, yeah. And looking back, it's a fantastic documentary. It's a fantastic period piece and also fascinating because the, the access they got given is amazing by today's standards. However, he did come out a bit looking like a slight caricature of himself and the whole Do I Not Like Orange thing. You know, that was a punchline you'd see stand-up comics and stuff on that. Oh, it was a yeah. kind of thing. It was just a joke yeah. that everyone knew. I, I think he delivers the line quite well because hmm. he delivers it with a sadness. Do I not like orange? What's that? Oh, never mind. <laughs> never, yeah, mind never, never mind, love. Never mind, Just, Just a joke. Do you
2: like, what, something else I like about this it was 25, 25-ish years ago now, right? Football has started a change and the money in football has started a change. But when you look at sort of the... The Brian Clough film that we saw uh, recently, yeah, uh, on on the, on the movie club, right? And they're living in like what I would call a normal house, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You look at Graham Taylor there and 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 uh, Bobby Robson, and I know it's a set, I know it's an advert, but it doesn't look incongruous that they're sitting in in a normal house with a, like a normal phone. Like you wouldn't expect to go into Pep Guardiola's house. Doesn't look like that. He's not no. sat there in like a, a bit of some knitwear from Peacocks. Right? <laughs> 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 because also. They film in Graeme Taylor's house in
1: an impossible job. Mm. And he's got old person stuff. Yeah, he's got like doilies. Old person. It's like, do- doilies, oh. doilies but stuff. he has got stuff like doilies. <laughs> like the landline is on a doily.
2: Imagine doilies. What about, what about a do- Imagine a doily manufacturer, just waiting for the, uh, them to come back into fashion. <laughs>
1: There'll be families who made doilies. I'll
2: write this and out in, now.
1: And in 1900, they said doilies will never go out of fashion. And in 1950, they said, you got a job for life. Doilies will never go to fashion. And You're in need a doilies will never go to fashion. But around the year 2000, they'd have been like... Where are you going to put your tea Yeah, <laughs> people would have be been
0: like, shit. Shit, shit. I don't think it's coming back, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I think I've got some bad doily news. There was a time, really, because you got the England job often at the end of your career, having had a very successful career as a club manager. Yes. For English people, it was almost like this feeling like the England manager, especially if they were successful and a bit venerable and a bit older, they were almost like a sort of father of the nation kind of figure. Mm. Yeah. I think Bobby Robson certainly fitted the bill with that. And because Graham Taylor's house is full of doilies and old person stuff.
2: I imagine Graham Taylor's got one of those knitted dolls over his toilet rolls, the spare yeah. toilet rolls. <laughs>
1: <where you> put, <laughs> just, just put the, 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 legs in the
2: skirt. You put the legs in the <laughs> tube and pull the skirt over the toilet roll. And then he's got one of those toilet mats... Would stink of piss.
0: What was which, the point uh, of those? Are
2: just there to trap piss and pubes. But no, <laughs> no one knows why they exist. Anyone who's got a carpeted
0: bog is weird anyway.
2: But oh, having,
0: yeah. having an extra layer of rug tell you just what to this make needs. sure you've got the piss in it.
2: Need somebody to catch the piss and pubes in. What about a pink rug? That'll do.
0: That'd be lovely. Will it discolour yeah. a bit with piss? Oh, oh yes. Nice.
2: Oh, I should say so. <laughs> Have I got the idea for you? Okay. <laughs> At what point, right? My nan's house back in the day was an, was an ex council house. My nan and Barry. Right? Okay, yeah. And they had a separate uh, toilet from yeah. the bathroom, right? Yes. And Kelly's mother's house in Swansea. She, she's just sold now, but th- has got a separate toilet from the bathroom.
0: Was there a toilet in the bathroom as well? No. No. Just, no. Just, okay. Right. No. Yeah. Right, yeah right, 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 Mum and know.
2: dad have got right. It. Okay. I
0: like that. Yeah. I like that. Well, because yeah, because I don't want the waft of leftover stuff when I'm having a shower
2: when, or when you ever? When do you ever need to do t- the two at the same time? When do you ever have a shit and then have a bath straight away? Never, right? <laughs> and when does your... it has gone. That's
1: how I keep myself clean.
2: When does your <laughs> missus ever have a bath and, and then you walk in there for a shit while she's having a bath?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah
2: I if, think if you do, if you're doing that, you managers managed on the rocks. Well, t- n- <laughs> newsflash, <laughs> there there
1: newsflash are are cer-
0: issues. <laughs> there are certain
1: families.
2: <laughs> Hashtag relate. There are certain
1: families and couples who I, I've no doubt, do that. But I would honestly rather be burnt alive than
2: t- oh take my a shit, god, I'm god I'm imagine! I'd be mortified. Where I like to go in a separate burnt room, alive. <laughs> That's not progress. That's not progress. I,
0: I think the idea of having them in separate rooms works in that. When you have a shower or a bath, you want to be at your cleanest and mm. remnants of shit in any yeah. way, whether that's an yeah, air yeah. shit, a real shit, something that's left behind on the bowl. I don't yeah. want that near me when I'm showering. And in
2: the old days, to walk out of the bath, yes. still damp, over the, the puby piss mat, <laughs> right? I need another fucking shower then to wash well, my feet. the thing is, my feet are now puby piss. <laughs> yeah. I look like fucking Bilbo Baggins. I've just had a shower. What's going on? i never That's, had
0: hairy toes before. That's said, though.
2: That's said, <laughs> Fucking Bilbo Bubbins with his fucking big Bilbo hairy feet. Bilbo
3: Bubbins!
1: <laughs> That's I, I, Having read Sapiens, I think that uh, modern life is too clean. I think it's bad for our gut health, it's bad for our immune systems. Okay. Um, I don't think we're exposed to germs in the same way we
2: always used to be. Yeah, hey, when uh, I say I, th- I shower three times a week, you two poo-pooed it.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know. It's, no, so what I'm saying I'm is... pooing in your I, shower, we've just had... I've brought the poopy piss mat back. My kids often play on the poopy piss mat. <laughs> Just
0: cars on it. <laughs> yeah,
2: lovely.
1: Because they, I am bolstering their immune systems. Oh, that's nice. Honest to God, they never get ill. My kids. That poopy bloody piss mat, or the play zone, as
2: I refer to it. But who, think, who ever Whoever thought that a, that a Cindy doll with a knitted woolen skirt and a bog roll was a good look? <laughs> It's just an odd thing to
1: choose to do with it's a such toilet a roll. Weird thing. Yeah. I'm trying to I'm I'm imagining now my grandparents' house house and it it would have been exactly the same as your grandparents' house and exactly oh, yeah. the same but, as Mike's grandparents. I'll tell you
2: one thing, mate. I'll tell you one thing. Go on. My grandmother had the same wooden toilet seat and mm. lid mm. the whole time I went there as a kid twenty yeah. odd years. Didn't last oh, yeah. fucking four months and then crack. Yeah. Didn't get loose. That wasn't a chippy. You knew you stood then, didn't you? It was yeah. a carpenter's seat. That was you a carpenter. You stood on the, you stood on the pubes. <laughs> knew you yeah, stood. Piss mats. They still sell them. Piss mats? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Surely they're not called that.
2: Like a matching uh, thing that goes over the toilet lid. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> fucking hell.
2: <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah. Oh, that's gross. What's the,
1: what's the point in that as
0: well? Like a bath mat. mat. You've made a comfy chair out of it as well. Go into the toilet, toilet and chill out.
2: Could they go and sit there? Some older people, because they didn't like the shock of, especially if you're on an outdoor loo. Yes. They would have the soft toilet seat. You see, remember those? Like a padded toilet, the actual oh, seat yeah, padded. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. I used yeah. to find
0: that weird. Yeah. I don't want to
2: be weird. more comfortable. If I'm ever in like a public loo, I hate having to sit down anyway. Yeah. Do you in hover? House. I don't hover, but what I do, do is I take, a lo- I take a load of uh, tissue paper out of the dispenser. I clean the seat. I then dry the seat. I then sit down uh, with my trousers on, do a sort of knock in my knees thing, on, on the, sat on the seat. And then I, then I sit on the seat.
1: Fucking hell. Why, why don't you put paper on the seat?
2: Yeah. I don't like that. Okay. Don't why don't like you just lift me. the seat up
0: and sit on the raw toilet? <laughs> oh, <laughs> raw butt? Yeah, raw butt it. You.
2: There
1: are those, you can buy those sort of paper circles for, t- for
2: public toilets. Yeah, they're quite kind cool. Of sort of they get them in some posher hotels. They're like yeah. a little dispenser behind the bar, are they? Yeah, I quite like those. Here's the thing. What? Well, I think we all mentioned this before. Go on. What's the point of having a, a, a hand wash and then a dispenser, then some anti-back gel? Yeah. And then having a pull door to leave a toilet? Yeah. Doesn't I make s- any sense. But
1: I suppose if everyone's used...
2: Every every door to a bog should be a push door to leave. So you pull to go in, have a, have a wee, have a poo, whatever you need to do. Now that's wash your point. hands and then push to leave. You can use your foot or your elbow. You haven't got to use your hand again. I use my mouth. Mouth!
1: I just put my mouth Put my lips the on it. The door. Yeah, yeah, and then I yeah. should kiss
2: the door open. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good because I, I need more germs you see that's good to bolster my immune system going back to the ad yes have you ever seen a bloke you'd more like to sit down and have a little chat with than Bobby Robson he's oh, just got one of those faces hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he yeah just yeah. seems like such a lovely man that bit when he puts his arm around Gaza and says you know, there'll, be, there'll be another time mate, you know, that yeah. sort of thing he
1: see so your first one oh, you're young God. there's the he's wheeled on to meet the players before his testimonial
0: at St James's Park yes please yeah oh just
2: I know a lovely I bloke know.
0: My clip for this round is... You know, people say that there's a lot of shit on telly these days. There's a lot of stuff that is ill-thought-out and is wasting my life. Not Mammoth. Not Mammoth. No, people don't say that about your... um, Is is that still on the iPlayer? It's on the iPlayer. Watch it if you haven't watched it. Get on the iPlayer, watch Mammoth. Uh, Which is better than a lot of things on telly, but it's definitely better than this programme from 1966. Which is late night line up, which Ugh. includes a game, which this is only half of, by the way. It's a nine minute clip, and this is only half of the match of matchbox rugby between Wales and Scotland. Jesus Christ. He kicks off and he goes dead, 25. 25 to Mike Feist, going for the line straight away. Here he kicks it. It's a big panel defence, and he gets it, and it's Campbell Lamonton going for the line. He goes too far again, big strong. Playing today, I think he's not got over the strength part of it yet. And it's Mike Forrest going deep. Big panel defence. Simpson falls Isn't... short. Wales on the wow. attack. Must fall short of the line. Simpson again going for the big panel. He's got it. It's Mike Campbell Levitt going for the line. He's fallen short. Oh, just Forrest. Forrest to attack the uh, Scottish lines. The right of the
2: post. He nearly. He oh, scored. he's got it. He's scored. It's a brilliant well try, done, ladies Mike. and gentlemen. There. I
0: were to. Start? I I I. What the fuck is this, and why was it on telly? They never explain the rules. No, and that's what I—that's the one bit I love about this—is did everyone know in the sixties? This is when England won the World. This is nineteen sixty-six.
1: Yeah, Carnaby Street is swinging.
0: Yes, Beatles have just released Revolver. Yes, and on national telly, given that there were only three channels at the time, one of the channels was taken up with two actors from Wales trying to beat a Scottish team at matchbox rugby
1: also because it's black and white and because of the quality of the film and the quality of the cameras and also the quality of people's TVs yes and life. screens that have been watching <laughs> quality they'
0: been watching on <laughs> yes you can't even follow the matchbox no you can't see it. it's like watching ice hockey which is your other clip <laughs> which, yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> which is taken
1: very very it's taken tremendously seriously yes no one takes the piss. No one questions why they're doing it. It is dealt with. It's oh. discussed with a kind of reverence that you would usually reserve for the Ashes or the Cheltenham Gold Cup. There's a clip I
2: was going to pick a while ago, and I, I, I might pick it in the future. It's a similar... It reminded me of, of, of this one that I, that I was going to pick, of Sabutio. Yes. But people taking it very, very seriously. Yeah. Having a bit of fun with it as, 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 as regards... It was just, there was a social aspect to it where you met your mates and everything, but the actual game was taken very seriously. Yeah. And blogs saying, this is, the thing is, this is close you can get to actual football. I thought, no, it's, no, it's not. No, it's really it isn't not. That. It's really not. It's, it's, it's nothing at all like football. Yes. That's where you're confusing it Don't with. Don't use your feet it's, or your head. No. and It's on a table.
1: In fact, you're using the one part of your body that you're not allowed to use when you're playing football. <laughs> yeah. It literally yeah. couldn't be further away from football if you tried.
2: And, play it, and players aren't an inch tall and made of plastic. I yeah.
1: for Liverpool against Everton, I flicked the ball into the goal with my, with my thumb and forefinger. Yeah. It, it, the goal would be disallowed, <laughs> it wouldn't stand.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. VAR.
1: <laughs> Definite flick there from James. As the ball is crossed in from Trent Alexander Arnold, he leans down and flicks it
0: in.
2: The flick of God.
0: <laughs> I'd assumed that this would be kind of. When I started playing it, I thought this was going to be a piss take and they were going yeah. to start making fun of people who were into it or whatever. But it, it's just yeah. comment, the guy commentating on it, commentates on it like he's commentating on a Six Nations game.
2: Uh, Although, maybe it's you know, weird. I, I, I was torn because I would love to see the return. Of indoor league, yeah, and more importantly, I would love to host. The oh, I see. Indoor right, league, okay, right, okay, yeah. Um, so I, lo- you know, I, I could watch darts and and billiards and bar billiards and watch a bit of skittles and everything. But yeah, this is like a this is this is a bridge too far, isn't it? It was also. <laughs> it is.
1: It's apparently played by kids in the north of England.
2: I'd never heard of it. Surely they would be playing Matchbox rugby league. Was
0: my first. Yeah, I was with thinking it. that. And the not of a twenty-two meter dropouts in the north playing Matchbox rugby.
1: There's a lot of assumed knowledge. Because obviously the, no, the whole I'm, thing is assumed knowledge. And uh, but this says an awful lot about. He's a big
2: leather screw. She'll chase you? Sorry, I was
1: desperate for Wales to win. And when, I saw, <laughs> we're, when I saw that we're fourth in the
0: table because oh, it's a five nations game, I was
1: absolutely gutted. And we got we got hammered by England thirty-three
0: 0 The fact that we had the actor Donald Houston competing for us didn't really sort of stop yeah. you from
2: rooting for us, did it? Did you chop the anthems out? Did you at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what? We laugh about that. Who would the fuck would put that on telly? Yes, I watched yesterday. I've mean, mentioned it on this pod before, but it was on. I turned the TV on, and it, was, it had been on Sky Sports from the night before. Right, and it was poker. Yeah, true. Right, it was poker with a with an all with a crowd there. Yeah, and obviously being American, the was like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah." I thought, "Fuck, wait a guess." Poker, <laughs> he's playing poker, you fucking moron. Wait to pretend you had some cards you didn't have. <laughs> and I'm not mocking the. I'm not knocking the sort of. Obviously, there's an element of skill involved. I, I, yeah, is there? There must be mathema. I mean, pr- probability-wise, like so, like someone like Victoria Corrin, who's a world champion poker player, made, who's won you know, millions of dollars yeah. doing it. Right? I get that. That's not a fluke. It's probably so there not. Must be, yeah. There must be an element of skill. Yeah, but that doesn't make it sport, right? So I don't know why it's on Sky Sports. I don't know why you're playing cards on Sky Sports. I don't know why you put. I don't Sky know why g- Matchbox Rugby's on TV. Sky
1: Games. Sky Games News. The thing with Early television, especially these kind of magazine shows, is they often just put a thing that people did on the telly without changing it or making any concessions to the fact that it was going to go on TV. Yeah. Which is why now those programmes from the 50s and 60s look so quaint. Nowadays, if you were were going to show Matchbox Rugby on the one show... Yes, please. There would be lots of concessions made to the fact that it has to become a TV event or at least be entertaining... On it would, Im- it would improve
2: the world show, to be fair. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: but but in, in those days, they would often they would just film it as it was.
2: Well, that was the big revolution in darts, when they f- started doing the split screen, because before that, you were just on TV watching a bloke. It was very, I'm saying a bloke because I was almost never a woman. Yeah. A bloke throwing a dart at a tartboard. You just couldn't see what was going on. Yeah,
0: well, yeah. But with poker, they started... Um, they used to show it live in America and then mm. they filmed a whole tournament the world championship and turned it into a sort of a nightly almost a soap opera kind of thing getting into the characters of the people yeah. they started bringing in the um under the table camera so that the audience could see yeah then that was see. on yesterday
2: that was on yesterday but
0: before that happened you didn't even know what the cards were so you had no sort of investment in yeah, it at yeah. all so that sort of change then was.
2: If someone came to my nan's house on Boxing Day in like 1984 and said we're going to fucking film Gin Rummy and put it on Sky Sports Bridge, they think you are fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing, Gin Rummy and Poker. There's no difference at all. That game a new market, we play for one p's and two p's. we was still a you know, still a card game. <laughs> fucking Sky Sports. Where where'd you draw the line? Who no. know?
1: <laughs> That's where I draw the line. S- snap.
2: Guess who on fucking Sky Sports. <laughs> Andy Gray, fucking trying to break it all down for him.
1: <laughs> I mean, at this at this stage of the game,
2: he's going for hats.
1: Yeah, good, good start. It's a good start. At this stage of the game, ginger beard guy has got to be in danger.
2: <laughs> Watch out. <your lap. laughs> what sort of question is is hair stuff? Does that mean hats? Does that mean a, a bandana? Does that mean a all, a Tiara, that's the, the big one of the big yeah, quandaries he's only said yes, beard. He. he hasn't
0: specified mustache counts within beard.
2: <laughs> Get it off. Get it off fucking Sky Sports, please. And there was some prick there with like dark this shouldn't be some loud, dark prick. glasses. With some prick there with dark no, glasses, hey, mate, he, he was fucking believe me, watch it. He's a prick, right? <laughs> <He's got laughs> jet black glasses on. Right. So so no one can see his eyes, right? Yeah, playing poker. I thought, mate. At least, I mean, one of the things that the poker is that you can disguise your intentions, or you know, you, you yeah you, you make you make your face a vizard to your, to your emotions. If I can get quite Shakespeare, that was very you know, good. Right? Yeah, I like that. Thank you. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed to wear dark glasses. I mean, that's just cheating, isn't it? Just I don't know. I, th- I think
0: over emotional reactions would. work. I'd love to play, <gasps> play poker. Oh shit! <laughs> yes. Oh sorry, sorry. Fuck. Yeah, you, as soon as you get the cards, you go for fuck's sake. Come on, let's uh, play. For let's it. play. All in.
3: <laughs>
0: Just constantly going all in. I'd love to turn yeah. up to one of those live poker events. Going yeah, yeah. What are you going for there then? Get the cards, get the cards. Shit yeah. in yeah. Fucking. Yeah. Fucking bollocks. Right. I hate
3: cards. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. I'm going to put yeah. everything in the middle. Anyone else doing that? <laughs> Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Keep hitting me. Do you card.
1: Because when I was a kid, everyone played cards. People have played oh, cards yeah. for hundreds we played of
2: years. Cards. My nan's house every Christmas. Yeah? And there would be like a big pot of one peas and two peas, like a big big jam jar. Yeah. And we would dole those out. They were basically your chips, you know. And we'd play for hours. Newmarket was the was the one I can, I can remember. I can't remember the rules. There were four cards in the middle, and then you all played, and then we played gin rummy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We used to play gin rummy. Do kids
2: still play cards? I don't think so. I bet they'd love it if they played it because I used to love it when I was a well, kid. was a
0: game we used to play in school? I can't remember the rules of it, but if you it was called raps, and if you lost. You just put oh, yeah. your knuckles, knuckles. out, yeah, and then you yeah, fan yeah, the yeah. cards out sort of yeah, yeah. Across, and, yeah. Hammer, yeah. yeah and then yeah. hammer them across the knuckles. There was a year yeah. where there was no one in our class who didn't have bleeding knuckles. Yeah. There were slaps, there were slaps, there was, slaps, there was slaps. Wraps. slaps and wraps, yeah. Yeah. That was school today.
2: Brutal, horrible. Yeah, really awful. My
0: hand hurts. <laughs> My hand really hurts, and then someone stabbed me with a compass.
2: Although oh, was the other one with the compass between the fingers. Yeah,
0: oh, absolutely, yeah. Hold your hand still, hold your hand still. It won't hurt if you hold your hand still. Oh, sorry, mate. It win if you miss. I yeah. not miss. There oh, you go. What are the chances? Just like oh. yesterday.
2: But I'd like you to sit around. It's not like an old fart saying it, obviously, but sit around on Boxing Day or Christmas Day with your family and your aunties and your uncles and your cousins. Yeah, yeah. All wanking. All plain Soggy Biscuit.
0: Happy Christmas. Yeah. We do this every year after we've had the meal.
1: It, yeah. all, it, always ruins, it always
0: ruins the atmosphere. Granddad, not oh. this year. Not come on!
2: I couldn't wait to turn eleven, so it actually worked. It's <laughs> like <laughs> basically seventy-two to eighty-three was a bit of a fucking non-starter, but from eighty-four onwards, I was a force to be reckoned with.
0: <laughs> 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 it's really improved, isn't it, your Mike? He loves playing as
1: well. Oh, University gosh. He's been practising all year games. for this. Yeah, yeah. He, he often plays seven or, times, <laughs> seven or eight times a day. It's all about Fair Christmas
2: Day for him. Oh, yeah. Christ, Dedication. Christ. Dedication to this training. That's what you, that's what you need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> playing on Christmas
2: imagine Day. That, imagine that beginning of the record breakers. There's that tr- <laughs> if you want that, trap best? There's that twat tra- tra- the <laughs> tra- running backwards on the 200 metres and then just Mike 13-year-old Mike, Mike Bebbins having a wank on <laughs> Boxing Day. Being the best stars today, I said, "I really love Boxing Day with nana's." I said, I for it, in, uh, it was like a second round of presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anna and a second Sunday dinner as well. What Christmas dinner? Yeah, yeah. Oh. And my granddad—he was a great cook. Uh, he would then do like a tea later on, right. which would be cold cuts of turkey, oh, beef, lovely. pork. Yeah, it's He'd make good. homemade pickle. Oh, nice. He always, he always baked his own bread. We'd have, and he'd pickle his own onions, we'd have like homemade pickle onions. Oh, yes, cheese, yes, homemade bread and cold turkey oh. you know? oh, magic. Yeah, electric carving knife, of course, the one of the gifts of the 80s. Yeah, you know, yeah, we had, I think, brown and brown and cream. Yes, ours was, brown
1: yeah, and yeah, cream. they all were. Yeah. I think,
2: yeah, absolutely yeah.
0: destroyed every slice of meat it tried to cut. Yeah, yeah. more, more yeah. probably. <laughs> just little
2: <laughs> skag ends. How to make everywhere. turkey into turkey crumbs, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, no, good cook. He granddad, fair play. Where did he learn his cooking? Under Michel Roux. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, in, the, in the Merchant Navy, he did a lot of work. You know, and I don't think when he just left the Navy, he just carried on with it. So he would cook bread every day. He'd cook like 12 loaves of bread a day and give them to all the family. and then Oh, wow. Oh, he had a huge, like it was an ex council house. So it was a, he had a huge garden. These days, they put like three houses on it. But in those days, so he had a, all his own potatoes and rhubarb and tomatoes and celery and fucking
1: like everything. I'm looking at 1980s uh, <laughs> vintage electric carving knives, and it, we're talking about the same one, the vintage yeah. Van Wyck or Van Wyck electric knife, yeah, that and it's brown, grey bottom, the rest of it is cream, with, a right? the red,
2: with the red with button.
0: Yes, Just in case you wanted to eject the yeah. knives.
2: <laughs> 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 but he also always had his own, uh, like he would sharpen his knives. He had his own like knife sharpener there, through the old fashioned way, yeah, you know, what it looks like D'Artagnan, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was so like, and his boning knife had been sharpened for 30 years, yeah, and was just like this, like a rapier, it was about, about a half an inch thick, but it was razor sharp, yeah, yeah. Great, great days, great days, great days, great days. bit of a pain in the ass to granddad, but he was, uh, <laughs> he had some great was, knives, yeah. He had a weird thing that my granddad would like wouldn't let anyone else use the phone, weird things like that, you know, he'd be playing. Football outside, and someone I say, Grand, I can uh, can still use a phone. No, oh, okay. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> no, 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 he can't. Or like if he, if he wanted to watch the racing, cause he liked his horse racing. You'd be watching like, white uh, TV world of sport, like Big Daddy against Kendo Nagasaki or something. And he would just walk in the room and turn the racing on. He wouldn't say, you know, do you want to put? Is Oh yeah, it was his TV. It was his house. But he, it would have been nice of occasion. He said, do you want to put the racing on in a minute? Like
1: granddad's stuff. On the equivalent of this podcast in forty years' time, when we're all granddads, <laughs> yes, yeah, we won't like granddad stuff in the same way, will we? You know, granddads no. are men are like playing cards and horse racing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, my granddad, he bloody loves
2: to drink of the working men's club. Yeah, no? he
1: loves scrolling through YouTube on his phone. Oh, every Christmas! Oh, day. Oh, he loved there. that every Christmas day. Spend oh, hours on his
2: phone. <laughs> if you're watching TikTok for hours on end,
1: oh yeah, my grand, my I was exactly the same. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, my granddad was on TikTok as well. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, TikTok. That's the same logo. That's the, <laughs> that's one, yeah. the that, one. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your granddad's TikTok name? I don't even know what TikToks are. have. They got names. I don't fucking know. I will mm. make it up as I go along. I don't get it. My kids love TikToks. Is there a limit on time for TikTok? Isn't it gonna be as long as you like or what is it? No it's it, uh,
0: Yeah, the idea is a short form video because just people because are thick. Yeah, because people are thick. That's the that's what they say on the on the app. Because you lot are thick TikTok thick TikTok.
2: Because you're thick and we know it. That should be there.
0: <laughs> there you go, that's it.
2: For people with a fucking attention span of a fucking goldfish is TikTok.
1: Yeah I've never I've never been on it myself. No.
2: This is like the antithesis this is this is this is the anti TikTok of <laughs> the, podcasts. podcast.
1: Yeah, long it's long form podcasting.
0: It's yeah. a war and peace of podcasts. Go
2: on in, Mike what's your clip for this round? Right, uh, this was a very very last minute change for me. Uh, someone who knows who they are suggested this on Twitter and suggested that we'd like it and they they couldn't be more right. Um so this is Sam Kerr playing I believe I don't know for Chelsea Ladies yep. uh, if that's still called that. Is it still this called Chelsea, Chelsea? I think. In the old days, they have give crap names like Brighton Bells and all that sort of stuff. I think they're just the Chelsea team. It's the, it's the women's team. Um, this was a game from a night or two ago. And this is how you should deal with people on the pitch that shouldn't be there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey! Hey! Hey!
2: Hey! Right, so there we go. I f- Chelsea FC got, women. Yeah, Chelsea FC women. Seems it seems to be so. All I, I I don't know a great deal about Sam Kerr, and that's not because she's a woman footballer. So I don't know a great deal about footballers really. But I, I knew that she was Australian. So I've done a, I've done a little bit of research into Sam. Now, if you don't watch the clips, I'll explain what happens. Some utter tool gets on the pitch, uh, thinks he's fucking funny. It's a there's a women's game going on. I think they're playing Juventus. He then thinks he's really funny. Football crowd and this is a, this is a, again, respect to a football crowd. They start having a go at him, call him a wanker, call him all sorts of, call him the C word. He thinks he's brilliant, he's taking a selfie of himself. And it's then a Sam Kerr. Oh, it's a complete
0: prick. Well taking a selfie on the pitch. I mean just being on as the goes, pitch makes you a penis.
2: As he goes to jog off, yeah. Sam Kerr in a beautifully timed shoulder check, Very good. Just sticks him on his stupid ass. And I love it. The crowd love it. The only thing that I don't agree with on this, uh, and they don't show it on the clip, but apparently when you read the thread, that she got a yellow card for that, right? Yeah, she got booked. People were were rightly incensed about that, including myself. And some blokes saying, "Well, yeah, I don't think it gives you a, a right to assault people." I thought, "No mate, you're fucking wrong. If you're if you're on the pitch when you should not be on the pitch, rules of the
0: game p- from there on through for me."
2: Then yeah, that you should be assaulted. That, you, should you know go and tell go assaulted. and tell Monica. No, but go and tell it. Go and tell Monica Sellers that it's all right for somebody to come on the fucking court. I,
0: I think once you, once stab you stab come it, on right? the field of play, you are under the rules of the field of play for me. Like in the 100%. same way, if um, if Liam Williams had decided to dump tackle that guy who ran on the pitch against uh, South Africa, yeah, that would have been perfectly fine by me.
2: I will pick a. I'll pick a, th- uh, a, a clip in the future. Which is just this? It's just there's an there's an NFL one. They all sports, obviously. There's an NFL one just of people being taken out on the on the pitch. Oh, I love to see that. Just, yeah, there shouldn't be there. So my yeah. favourite one back in the day when I was watching the crunch time video was a fellow called Mike Curtis playing for the Colts, and he just smokes this bloke, bang, knocks him over. But it's happened a few times. No, I think because, you, should, you should either have to carry on playing that game, yeah, or you should just have everything done
0: to you. That's fine. Tough.
2: Well, I was, re- I was reading about Sam. So I, I, I would Sam. So born in East Fremantle suburb of Perth in Western Australia. Her mother, Roxanne, comes from an athletic family. Her father and her uncles were professional footballers in the West Australian Football League. Another uncle, Jay Miller, was a champion jockey who won the Melbourne Cup. Lovely. Uh, Sam's father, Roger Kerr, was born in Calcutta To so an English father who was a featherweight boxer and an Indian mother who played basketball. Uh, Kerr played largely rules football as a young child. Her father and older brother, Daniel Kerr, both played professional Australian, Australian rules football. And she switched to soccer at 12. So she said, until the age of 12... You know, she always thought she, she had no interest in, in soccer, what we would call football, at all. She was at Aussie Rules as a thing. But her family were all athletes and jockeys and boxers and, you know, Aussie Rules players. <laughs> I think this is just beautiful what she does to this bloke. As soon as you cross that... got oh, tough. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Tough. a 100% tough shit. Yeah. You shouldn't be on there. Yeah. The, the, and the Mike Curtis one, I'll, again, I'll pick it in the future and I'll, I'll, I'll mention this quote again. There's a fella called Bill Curry, who I love talking about, talking about the clip. So the fella runs on, picks up the game ball, so Mike Curtis comes out of nowhere and just twats him and just sticks him on his ass. Mm-hmm. right? Bill Kerry said, I said to Mike, listen, Mike, you shouldn't do that. You're making us all look bad. He went, that guy broke a city ordinance and I enforced it. <laughs> he goes back on the field again. I'll do it again. I thought, fucking yes, please. Because you, should, you shouldn't be on the field. No. And it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's that plonker standard there with the anthems. I'm not even going to mention his name anymore, right? Just fuck off and let people, let people play rugby and let people watch rugby. When I was at the Exeter game the other day with my boy, so we, we, we were behind the sticks. The play was going on. This is the thing. The play was happening. It was a goal line situation, like the Liam Williams thing. Yeah, yeah. This fucking no mark jumps over the fence, falls over his own underpants trying to take him off like a twat, right? Gets his yeah. underpants off and streaks naked the whole length of the field up to the top. Then he goes along the, the top try line and then goes all the way back down the other touch line. In the old days, there might have been some cheering going on, but it was just people thinking, you fucking knob. Bored. What are you, yeah, what are you yeah. doing? You boring fucking no-mark. Put some clothes on and fuck off and never come back again. What I like Sorry. is that Sam Kerr... Would, Sam Kerr <laughs> and I'm not
0: going to text you in the morning. But
2: Sam Kerr will have
1: done a lot of strength training as part of her uh, training to be a footballer. Yes, so lovely. So she's, she's tough. And, and
0: also he's this little runty bloke. She waits until he starts the jog, though, doesn't she? So she as soon as yeah, he starts yeah. to move, she knows that his balance Bang. won't be right. Yeah, and yeah, I'm sorry yeah. oh, I love that because you've actually thought about. I'm going to shoulder charge him. I'm going to shoulder charge him. Once he moves, then I'm going to get him.
2: And it's one of those things. It doesn't matter if you're the other team of your on samus team, right? You'd have loved that. Oh God, I yeah. Right. And I don't talk about judging a room poorly. And I don't care what the yeah. If if the rules of the game say that that's a booking, well, use some discretion as a referee and don't book him. Don't book him. And if you're if you are UEFA, you've got to rescind that for fuck's sake you're basically saying that you've got no right to defend yourself on a pitch. Yeah. Because that could be anybody. Oh, they absolutely. Could have anything. Yeah. They could have anything. If you're the sort of prick who does that in the first place, then you're not a big stickler for the rules. So how do, you, how does, how do any of those players know they haven't got a knife on them yeah, or a yeah. bottle on them? Or a...
0: I was saying that cause, um, to a friend of mine who sort of works with Liam Williams, and I was saying that to him the other day. It was like, you know, how do you as a player feel safe now? Because that, that could just happen. Do you know what I mean? Someone could yeah. run on the pitch and they could be doing anything. You're trying to play rugby. You're catching the ball in your peripheral vision. There's something there. Not only does it stop you from scoring a try, but then when you get the ball next time,
2: you just spend the yeah. whole time worried. And and it's that split second. It's that half yeah. a little that tiny bit of hesitation is all that makes a difference. But I would
1: hate. I would hate for someone to walk on stage if I was doing stand-up.
2: I'd no. kick him right in the fucking throat, honestly. And I've i said that before. And I've been I've been at gigs where it's got a bit rowdy. And yeah. I've, I've been like, you fucking dare get up here and see what happens, right? Because. That's that's where I work that's what I do. Yeah. I don't know who they I don't know who they are. I haven't asked them to come up on stage. If you invite somebody up on stage it's different but yes. some fucking Yeah, you can you, you if you invite up someone
0: up on stage crucially you cannot then kick <laughs> them in the neck. Punch Mike. him in
2: the neck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a crucial point of audience interaction I would
1: say. Jim Jeffries <laughs> got attacked on stage, didn't he? Did he? And the, yeah. uh, the Manchester Comedy Store and really? the bouncers were very very slow to react and it was two punters in the front row who wrestled him to the ground. And this yeah. guy gets on stage and throws a swing at him from I remember it's years ago now it was well over 10 years ago oh, okay but i haven't seen that jim Jeffries then ends up sort of wrestling with him and then these two punters from the front row go on and help him out and then How eventually the bouncers turn him and he gets it
2: doesn't out. help right i'm not i'm not knocking when you see people that become in inverted commas famous right yes for doing it right yes i'm not gonna like i said I, i've mentioned the name on the pod before i'm not going to mention it again because every time you shine a light on these dildos, they, they, they actually enjoy the notoriety. Yes. And, and I don't think it's edgy or cool. I just think you're being a fucking boring fuck, mate. It's been done for years. I was yeah. going to say, right? it is of its era.
0: Eric Rowe yeah. Eric Row, Feather in America he used to do it where he dressed up as players and kind of got on. Oh, there was the guy he's who's just been, tired now. There's an English boring. guy who did it as well. Paulie Nelson.
1: Simon Brodkin used to do it, didn't
0: he? But once it's done, it's done, isn't it? I agree with you there. I think you know that, that thing that that bloke is now doing has already been done.
2: Yes, he's just a dildo. What are you doing it for? And then for the other fellow to do it in a game. And this this one in Exeter was in a game and in a crucial part of a game as well. Yeah. Well, that's the next level then, isn't it? Yes. I want some big back row forward or some... Or anyone in a rugby game can take those dickheads out anyway. It doesn't matter if you're the scrum half or the, or the winger, right? Yeah. Just... boy. It sh- it shouldn't be a yellow card offence or a red card offence. Because someone said... Oh, um, it shouldn't be a yellow card offence. And then someone said on there, no, in a men's game, that would have been be a, a red card, card offence, that's why.
3: Yeah. I all shut
2: up. I thought, God, who's sending people off for that? For basically self-defence? Lamp- Lampard got attacked,
1: didn't he? Chelsea remember. were playing Tottenham in the FA Cup. Okay. A Spurs fan ran on, it was at White Lane, I think, ran on and threw a punch at Lampard, but missed. Really? And then all the Chelsea players jumped on top of him and... Kicked his head in. So you
2: see the phone come out, and they think "Oh, this is this bloke wants his little ten seconds of YouTube fame."
1: It's also it's so disrespectful to the oh, just to, a... to the teams, yeah, and the players.
2: You couldn't have come there on your own, right? You're very likely to turn up the game on your own. So your mates think you're, oh he's hell of a fucking boy, and he's hell of a fucking yeah. boy. No, he's he's a twat mate, right? And so are you? He's he's Crucially. a boring twat. Yes, and you're even more boring because yes. you you think a boring twat is is a, is a funny man. <laughs> That's it, yeah. <laughs> so, that's what I thought about the guy
0: who ran on the pitch. I thought, you're a knobhead, but your mates
2: who've oh, put, put, hey, Steve Steve this, put him up to it. He fucking done it, didn't he? He fucking, fucking done it.
0: He got on there, he did, he is. Well, you're well 20 quid. Done. Fuck off.
2: Yeah, really, just fuck off.
0: <laughs> if you take yes. anything from this so, podcast. So,
2: <laughs> so if Sam's listened to this, or someone who knows Sam's listened to we this. We like you, Sam. I owe you yeah. a pint. Definitely. So I thought that was brilliant. 100%. But
1: because you're a professional footballer, you'll get to drink this pint in about 10 years' time. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. I owe you an energy drink.
2: I'll give you a pint of Barocca. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Barocca's weird, though. It's, yeah, it's like, you know, it's the, it's the over-insertion of vitamins that quickly that can't possibly impact on your body. And when you've forgotten about oh, it, and you have that piss. And Oh, that's frightening. The beetroot you... piss, that's a frightening one. Yeah. On the and phone to the scene. GP.
1: <laughs> it's coming out orange. My mate,
2: my mate Rob, who listens to this pod, who, d- who decorated the house for us, right? He did a great job. Like I said the other day, you know, it was it was like painting the fourth bridge. I mean, the, the day after he left, it was pointing to the everbrazier, but he did a great job. <laughs> yeah, because he'd taken the radiator off to, to wallpaper the walls yes. and put it back on again. The one radiator just wasn't working. Okay. I, try, I, I tried everything. I thought it bleeded the pipes. I, I, I restarted the boiler. I refilled the boiler up turned the taps on. The We well, did all the bits and bobs. Right, yeah. nothing. I phoned him at Fair Play, I said, listen, Rob, it's nothing really to do with you.
0: You did take um, my radiator off and now it doesn't work.
2: But yeah, did you did d- change something? He said, oh, I don't think so, mate. Don't, I'll come out and look at it though for you. I said, "If you," if, I said, don't rush me. He said, no, I'm in the area, I'll come over. I said, well, thanks a lot. So last night he came round, mm. right? I fucked with it again, like just before he came. And he came over, he said, which one? I said, just the one under the TV, mate. He went, it's boiling hot. I went, oh, fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> what, I, what I hadn't done is open the tap and let any water into the radiator. Yeah. that's That would be key. But, but when the, as soon as the water went in, hey, yeah. perhaps... Yeah, really hot really so. and boiling <laughs> again. That's how it works. So if you listen, Rob, I apologise for bringing you over to the other side of Cardiff to look at my radiator that was on.
0: <laughs> what I haven't done is put any water in this, which is how they function.
2: Yeah. It's good. Well, you know, you get a free coffee out of it. You? Oh, happy days.
0: OK, documentary time. Uh, the first one of the year. Mr. Bubbins, you are on point.
2: Right, so my documentary, Choice, the first one of the year. I've been meaning to do something about uh, motorcycle racing for a while. This is a video that only, only recently popped up on my TV, so I don't know whether it's, it's, it, they've recently acquired it. but It was made 20 years ago. It's called Faster, and it's about one of the first uh, MotoGP seasons for a very young Valentino Rossi. How do they
1: do it? Why do they do it? Riding and crashing and riding and winning. And always faster and faster and faster. At the beginning, when you tried the first time, the 500. Uh, fuck!
3: I used to think all road races were nuts. Yeah. You know, racing around a track at that speed. As a racer, you always have that in
1: the back of your mind that. You always wonder, you know, when's it going to happen? Because it will happen. You know, you will fall off. The top speed is 314. Uh... Nearly 200 miles an hour. Yeah, it's out <laughs> It's good, there.
3: <laughs> For the first approach, you will think this is a crazy sport. By the end of the day, it's not that crazy. Growing up as a kid, always thinking, you know, if I can ever just race motorcycles and make a living, that'd be- Coolest thing known to mankind. That's your job and that's what you do and you
1: have to win or you you know you're out of your mind if you got second, you just want to kill everybody. The sensation you had before the green light is always the same. It's always uh, very, very strong.
2: What a grief. I mean it's quite a long it's quite a long dock. It's an hour and forty minutes. Uh, it's it's uh, quite traditional style of dock. But I just love it. So it starts off uh, explaining. MotoGP. So a lot of people who watch motor racing might not get how, what motor GP is or how motorcycle racing works. It's quite interesting, the first bit is very much a sort of motor GP one-on-one. But then the characters in it, I just love. I mean, Valentino Rossi, this is right at the beginning of his career when he was like this sort of, uh, this sort of Italian young beach bum with with earrings. He's and only and about abortion. 21. Yeah. yeah, I think he's 21, 22 in this. And was just coming on the scene and the fellow that was already on the scene was from Rome. They call him the Roman Emperor Max Biaggi. Who looked, you know, always immaculate. He had the, he had the very trim yeah. goatee, he had the tanned hair, good looking man, very precise rider, did things the, the proper way, you know. And then Valentino comes on riding differently. And so a lot of it's about that rivalry between those two. And, and by the time, so this is before I was into motorcycle racing, by the time I got into it, it would have been about uh, six or seven years after this. Okay. And by that time, Rossi was. Well, was say one. Had become loads. bigger than the sport. Like it was al- yeah. he was almost like Jonathan E. in rollerball. You, you'd go to. <laughs> when I went to yeah, but when I went to the British Grand Prix, the Motor GP, yeah, almost everyone there had a big yellow forty six Valentino Rossi flag, right? I okay, think right, I then okay. go to I, I then go to Assen, over in the Netherlands, to watch the Moto GP in Assen. Two thirds of the place has got a yellow forty six Doctor Valentino Rossi flag. You know, when he goes to Italy, when he went down to Mugello and those those tracks, he was I mean, he was there. It was like a cult, even more of a cult. Just became such. You know so much bigger than the sport and it's just a fascinating blog i love that so i didn't i didn't realize like i said because I, it was interesting for me to see the sort of the embryonic part of that career because i, I well by the time i started watching it he was the biggest thing in what gp and stayed there for 10 years and he just retired so he retired this was his last season so now's a good time to put it on maybe that's why they, they've picked it up now i'm just gonna find the thing that kelly sent me so um I got Kelly, I was on the bike watching this. And I said, make sure you text me these things, Kel, so I won't forget it.
0: So Whoa, lo- were you chucking, you chucking instructions out at her? To
2: Kelly, your PA. Well, no, she was sort of doing stuff on the. Yeah. Can you write down my thoughts, please, Cal?
0: <laughs> well, no. Scribe! I'll text them to me.
2: <laughs> just make them sound funny, they actually are, it will be wonderful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was on the exercise bike watching it, and they obviously can't, you can't write things down when you're on a bike. So Kel mm. was texting me as I went along, I just shout out stuff, and she just sent me a text every time we shout out something. So the bit about <laughs> McDoing, God, the bit I just said like, oh, Mick Doohan, right? So, <laughs> so Mick Doohan's this really super good-looking Aussie, oh, yes. super handsome Aussie bike racer. Yeah, 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 yeah. It goes into quite a bit of depth about the mentality of the of the riders and um, an interesting stat actually that I didn't realise. And so up to the point this was made in nineteen in two thousand one-ish, they said in the last forty years only one MotoGP rider actually died on the track, and he was he was racing. Uh, a touring car like it, it wasn't even in a bike race when it comes to fatalities there's there's been uh, i think Simoncelli passed away not that long ago in the Moto2 I think he was in but when it comes to actual deaths there aren't the deaths that they used to be in, in motorcycle racing in Moto GP because the tracks are all purpose built now yeah there's all these huge runoffs there's proper gravel traps there's the the equipment much but they talk about the equipment and the 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 evolution of that but the injuries oh boy, yeah i mean God. that was yeah. Some of the some of the injuries just beg a belief, and but some of the slow motion
0: shots to get those injuries oh, as well. Man. It's, it's really easy to get
2: mesmerised
0: by watching them and not think that that is a man a human going human two hundred miles an hour exactly. off exactly. a motorbike, flipping and flipping. Well, there's and flipping two and
2: there's two real ways because you don't get a lot of head on stuff. There's two major ways you can crash a motorcycle in those sort of races. There's a low side, which is where if you imagine if you are banked over. You lose grip on the back tyre and the, the bike slides yes. away from you and, you and you sort of go elbow first and you slide behind the bike, right? There's the other way, which is called a high side, which is where you go around the same corner. This time you lose track, you lose grip on the back tyre. It then spins up and finds grip again, Yee. which then throws the bike up vertical no, and throws yeah. you over the top of the bike, right? no. And they're the ones when you get the really vicious injuries. And, and
0: is that because you're in front of the bike and then the bike is doing the same movement? It's the height more than you. anything else.
2: So, so what, rather than just drop onto the track... Yeah. So if I'm going on a left-hand bend, rather than just drop onto my left-hand shoulder and thigh and slide... Yes, yeah. The bike wobbles and I get thrown over the top of the tank and I go right-hand yeah, no, side cool. into the air, right? And some of the no. When you see it in the slow motion, they're, they're 15 feet in the air, 20 yeah, feet yeah.
1: in the air. At 200 miles
2: an hour. Yeah, which is... How they survived these things, I don't know. Well, there's but the one injuries of, are one of them, them. He
1: says, "I broke my leg in seventeen places.
2: Yes, And I broke my wrists and I broke my arm. and I broke my um, ribs. That was doing, I think doing, talking about because yeah. they showed the one break he had was just so severe, they had to put both his legs in the one cast. That's it. Yes, so that the one leg could feed the other leg. So he had, but and then, but he was racing that season. They, then they talk, they talk about." The other the fella there, what's who's his Who's the name? guy
0: who's got the metal plate in so, Gar- his leg? So Gary, Gary McCoy. Oh, my God. Yeah. The Yeah, he's fella. limping on onto the next race. Well, I did
2: an Ellis special. I Googled all these boys to make sure they were still alive because they do other stuff after they finish their racing careers, and I hadn't seen Gary McCoy. I wasn't really aware of him. Same date of birth as me, 18th of April, 72. We're exactly the same age, right, which is quite weird. I was watching that thinking, I complain about my injuries, now, I've, my aches and pains, right, of playing rugby for, yeah. for a few years. He's the same age as me. His injury list is unbelievable. Where they're really, really tough boys, motorcycle ri- r- riders, really tough, is when they come back from injury so quickly. So oh, say in the one time, I think it was Gary, where he was bleeding through his leathers. He, he, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, he, and sometimes even other riders would say, Christ, you're back in the paddock. You know, you, you have, yes! we saw the crash you had. You don't realize the thing like when they say when they when they smash their wrists and their hands and their arms. When you're on a motorcycle, I I've I've done 100 miles an hour once, right? So I'm no one to talk Have about you? it. Yeah, and it is fucking terrifying. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. But when you're doing I imagine twice that speed on a bike that's set up to race. And they say that you you go from 200 miles an hour to 50 miles an hour in about 50 yards, right? Cuz the brakes yeah, yeah. are ceramic brakes, and they just the pressure on your wrists and you, ah. You must be an absolute agony. I, I was trying to Google the rider. I remember the rider in superbike, which is the you know it's a, it's a different, below this, different yeah. division. Yeah, yeah, it, it is and it isn't. Well, it is and yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's, a, there's a route through the MotoGP GP and then there's there's superbikes, yeah. but I mean um, people do go across like James Tozer and stuff. One of the riders, can't remember who it was, he low sided, and it's, so it's, your left hand is, is your is your is all your gears. So you you clutched on the left and, and your left foot is your is your is your gears. As he went down, he got his little finger trapped between the clutch lever and the track. No, no. No, no. It ground his little finger off. No, 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 no. To the off. Kn- off. Yeah, we're doing 118 miles an hour, mate. Off. It ground his little finger off. Yeah. Down to I think to the second knuckle. Yeah. He raced in the afternoon. He raced the second race.
0: I well, suppose there's nothing you can do about it once your finger's
2: been ground off to the uh, second knuckle. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'd probably want to go home, maybe put my feet up and take a. Party.
2: Imagine grinding your finger off because I mean it's. Fuck off! And there's bits there like there's some they show some of the races I've ridden. I have ridden a motorbike for a couple of years. I still got it and I, I never take it out because if I'm brutally honest with you, I got last time I was out on it, I got scared and I was. Oh, yeah. I was on the. I was going down to Swansea. Yeah. And I, I, I went through the A48 way down to Swansea. I didn't, oh yeah. The bo- motorways tend to. You be don't want to do the motorway. They're yeah. quite boring, right? Yes. I had to get on the motorway by Port Talbot. It was pissing down with rain. Yes. I had a visor on. I couldn't no, see thanks. fuck all.
0: No. i going up that bit by Britain Ferry. You just can't see, and, oh,
2: I'm, and I've got I've, I've got a road bike, right? Mine's set up to ride on the road. And I, I've got a slow road bike. I have got a Harley Davidson, which is like sitting in an armchair, and I was shitting myself because I thought, fuck me, I. You're aware of lights.
0: This is going to sound thick because I don't ride motorbikes. I ride bikes. But when it's raining and you've got the visor... There's no wiper. It sounds sounds stupid. Yeah, there is no way of cleaning that, is there? Because you can't take your hand off
2: because you're on the motorway. What those boys will have is... The plastic
0: things you rip off. Yeah, little.
2: but, I mean, you're doing 200 miles an hour. So that's As soon as you rip that off, it's covered in rainwater again, right? Yeah. So that's really for getting any dirt off.
0: Well, it's like if you get the, the fly impacts, yeah. isn't it?
2: So when you see that race when they're in heavy, heavy rain, those boys won't be able to see anything at that speed. <laughs> They'll know the track layout, right? Thanks. I just thought, oh, my God. But it's, I mean, it fascinates. So, and that, so the fellow on there, Dr. Costa, real character. Like an, an yeah. evis, I, I'm not sure if he's, I mean, I was really into MotoGP till three or four years ago, and he was still involved then, so I don't know if he still is, but his job is to keep the bike keep the riders on the bikes, right? And whatever it takes, whatever yeah. concoction of pills and potions and, and surgeries you need, Dr. Costa will do it, right? I mean, but he's a, he's a doctor. He's, I assume he's taking this Hippocratic oath, right? But he, <laughs> there's a bit there when he says, what did he say? Um, Drops of Dionysian madness. Yes. Right? He, he came up, I just thought, oh my God, his turn of phrase is wonderful. He's proper, he's yeah. proper Italian. He you also know I
1: mean? says, I've kept these people alive, but they've taught me how to live. Because he's apparently a, do- a doctor of philosophy
2: as well as a doctor of you medicine. You can tell the way he speaks. I mean, he's a fascinating You'd, ho-
0: you'd hope that he's both. I... <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, not just philosophy. I just got a PhD, actually, lads. I think it's a compound fracture, Dr. Costa. The, I was... N- Nietzsche says from chaos comes order." <laughs> <laughs> <What?
3: laughs>
1: I, f- I found the the accidents stomach churning.
3: Oh, they're unbelievable.
1: Yes. I, found it, I found it actually quite a hard documentary to watch for that reason. I accept that these people have got a very, very different attitude towards risk to me, hmm. but again, it's one of those things I can kind of understand motor racing with cars more because I'm a driver. But I, you just feel so, you just must feel so vulnerable on a motorbike that's travelling at 190 miles an hour.
2: Because uh, I came, I came to bikes late in life, right? I didn't, I didn't pass my test until I was in my mid-thirties with a bike, right? For me, maybe that's why I, I would get scared on a bike where mates of mine who've been riding since they were you know rough kids you know all the rough kids on the estate used to have like scramblers and stuff right yeah, no, yeah i was never yeah. i was never one of those kids fizzy, the fizzy yeah Remember my mother saying to me i ne- you know never wanted me to have a, a motorcycle so even when you go to that stage when i still love drawing bikes i was into watching bikes yeah and- it
1: was
0: my grandmother's biggest fear was that i would get into motorbikes that's funny because the only person in my family who's ever had one was my granddad who had a motorbike and a sidecar Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. My uncle
1: Peter has motorbike and sidecar. But Mumkey was terrified I'd get into motorbikes and have an accident.
2: Well Mum never wanted me to box and never wanted me to have a motorcycle. There were two things. So then but then I remember when, when I, so I was in my thirties, like I say, when I when I passed my test and I went down to Mum's on, on my motorbike and, and I said, Come on, we'll just go down the end of the street and back. You, you jump on the back. So Mum was like "You know, I think she was in like a nightgown, a pair of slippers. And I just put it on the back of the motorbike and we just drove down the street and back. Amazing. But then talking to my Grandmother about it, I mean Mirtha was still alive then, and she then revealed out of nowhere that in between the wars, her uncle had a, like an old Vincent motorcycle, and she'd jump on the back of that and they'd go all over the place and with her uncle and you know take off on these bikes. And but you watch this and it's it's so ingrained in him. It must be so hard when you, when you watch your. I think it's, I think it's one of the racer's sisters who said she, she knew there'd been a crash, and just the heart.
0: He doesn't move, does he, for a while, and she gets a little bit... Is this the one? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Watching this doc, I really enjoyed it, Mm. but I got really frustrated watching it. Just as a documentary, I thought there was a really good hour in there, and it it was just a lot of different styles thrown together, and I got pissed off. But it it didn't... It spoiled my enjoyment because I'm geeky and I've made documentaries.
2: Reminds me a little bit. Do you remember that um, one that I think Alice chose of the... Was it Italian 90 when it was all sort of cameras held by fans? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, um, Kevin Allen's one, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah.
2: So I didn't get the bit with the the, the two boys in the bus and stuff I tell you yeah, what,
0: the sort of Max and Paddy kind of character.
2: I say it was seemed really tacked on at the end, right? Which it didn't yeah. need at all. But this would have we've all worked with commissioners and, and yes. commission programs, right? Yeah. It would have been someone saying, uh, no, need to make a point now that you know shouldn't race your bikes fast on the road. <laughs> yes. You yeah.
0: Know? We have done all this, but I think, I think we should probably point out <laughs> that that's bad.
2: Yeah. It became with like a green yeah. cross code at the end. I thought, like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Valentino Rossi saying, you know, don't don't drive. Don't ride fast on the road. Go to a track day. Don't overtake milk floats.
1: Because <laughs> we're recording a lot of these uh, episodes at once. I obviously I watch a documentary every night, and Izzy doesn't like sport. So every night she knits, and I'm upstairs watching a documentary about basketball or whatever. Look, like Tom she Daly, said, the yeah. other day she said, "Yeah, she said." Because we never watch telly together anymore. Because you're always watching these documentaries. And I said, "All right, then. Well, I'm, I'm watching one tonight." I'm sorry about that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the first five minutes. So, talking to, talking to Barry Sheen, they're like, uh, I mean, what attracted you to the world about a spot, like, Well, I've got to say, it's probably the crumpet.
3: he
1: does
0: say crumpet. Oh,
1: God. He's very God of his time, Sheen. What, <laughs> what does he think I do for a living? Well, I've got to say, the crumpet. Like the birds. The bloody birds.
2: Well, he died just after this.
1: Yeah, he did. He died of cancer. He turned down yeah. sort of... It was all alternative therapies. He turned down modern medicine. Well,
2: he said to... Because um, Murray Walker tried to convince him otherwise. It's in his book, and he says, um, I'm not going to let him poison me you. or cut me open, uh, but Murray. So he decided to try and do his own thing. You know, Steve Jobs style, with Steve Jobs' results. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another one in the eye for this sort of anti-doctor brigade. If,
1: um, <laughs> yep. if alternative medicine worked, it wouldn't be an alternative, would it? It would be medicine.
2: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, no, 100%. Yeah, exactly. Couldn't agree more. If every anti-vaxxer that I talked about it, had polio, fair enough. <laughs> but
0: they haven't.
1: But he, um, it's just the dangers. Like, poor Gary McCoy. He he, mm. he gets injuries that would ruin my life. Probably at three different points during an hour and a half documentary. Yes. And I just thought, not Gary again.
0: <laughs> Come on, Gary. And
1: the idea of breaking your leg 17... Times seventeen different places. The pain must mm. be indescribable if you've oh, yeah. broken but your leg seventeen times. But the shot of that times. then,
0: where he's going in the ambulance, yeah, he looks. All right. I mean, that's just
1: a leg break.
2: Well, he's brick, he's classic. morphing up to his tits, i imagine.
1: He hasn't. Uh, he hasn't broken his leg seventeen times. That's a in that
0: standard way. leg break. Yeah, that's mm. just a standard leg break. Yeah. Oh, fine. Sorry, my bad.
1: But seventeen times, as well as
2: the arm and wrist and ribs. I think documentary filmmaking, as far as sports are concerned, has come on a long way. Right. This. Is, this is twenty years yes, old. Now. Yes. Yes. You compare this yeah. to some. I like... just
0: felt like choose choose a way of doing it. So if mm. you're having talking heads, film them properly.
1: Not not when you're driving the car. They're all driving.
0: Stop, Stop filming people driving cars. We've yeah. established how dangerous driving is as a thing. <laughs> Stop fucking talking to them while they're driving. Yeah. If you're having a voiceover, have a voiceover. If you're having text, have text. It, it just as a as an experience. Yeah. I really like the story. Yeah. I just wanted them to settle down into a thing. It it also seemed the Rainier and Schwantz accident,
1: where one of whom ends up paralysed, the other cyclist, uh, motorcyclist, who was his main rival and they didn't like each other, yeah. seemed to be blamed for this. Yes, yeah. they never showed footage of the accident so that the viewer could make up their own mind, because the it wasn't even an inference. We were told we were told that he'd elbowed him off. They showed another rider. I think it was Rossi and Biagi where they're elbowing each other at 190 miles an hour, which is just crackers when you think about it. But it's if just if one rider elbows another rider off his bike and he ends up parallel, I you can't describe that without showing it, I don't think. Because mm. yeah, it's I also, agree. it's not really then discussed afterwards. It's sort mm. of an, uh, it's it's mentioned in quite an offhand way. And you're like, hang on, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. He elbowed him off his bike and he became paralyzed. Why is he not in prison? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just seemed to be an odd oversight. But but Gary McCoy, I I googled him because, again, I didn't want him to be dead. (laughs) And, my God, his injury list. And it just, because of the dangers involved and the injuries that are sustained, it's one of those sports I find difficult to relate to. However, in terms of the skill of the riders, the nerve and the courage required, I've got immense respect for them. The one thing that came out of it A lovely little statistic, which never really occurred to me, actually, is that one of the motorcycling journalists says, the bikes are so similar. In terms of the winner, it's really 80% the rider, 20% the machine. Whereas in Grand Prix racing in sort of, you know, cars, motorcars, it's 80% the machine and 20% the rider. And I really like the fact that because the, the bikes themselves are very similar, it is then... It's a competition between the best riders because they, they always say that with, with Formula One, it's two different competitions, isn't it? It's the Constructors' Championship and also the Drivers' Championship. To be honest, I don't care enough about cars and I don't care enough about engines. I want to see... I would love it if the cars were exactly the same. Yeah. And then you just got to see who the best driver When you drop is.
2: below that. So when I went to, Yeah, they are in the majority of other levels. Aren't when they? I went to see the British uh, MotoGP, I think at Donington, there was a KTM race on the sort of undercard where where you're all racing identical bikes. But there's so much money in it; it costs so much money to do to to race a team that there has to be something in it for the manufacturers. Otherwise, they just yeah. wouldn't do it.
1: You know, there are there, there are certain cars in Formula One at the bottom end of it of the manufacturers of the constructors. If you're in one of those cars, you're even if you're the best driver, you're not going to win. I suppose it's no different really to being a top football shit team, is it? But. I just think that there's something so pure about the competition of drivers riding exactly the same bikes or cars or whatever, and then it's just simply about the choices you make as a driver. I think that's that's a far more exciting spectacle.
2: The other thing with Mono GP is, compared to, say, Formula One, and why, why I prefer it, it is, again, there's not like in, in helmet mics, there's not in helmet... Uh, Speakers, so you know when you see them dangling over over the the start finish line with a with the with a board saying how far ahead you are and you know where you are on the race. Yeah, that's your only bit of information as you as you're driving on a track. There's there's no one in your ear all the time. You don't have the pit stops. You don't have the tyre changes. So once the race starts, the next forty five minutes is just you and a bike. Which I yeah I love yeah that yeah. side of it. But they're a, they're a different breed. I mean, and they're not they're quite often cranky, quite cranky people, and not that you, you know I, I don't. But, you, but you're you going to be. Yeah, they're trying to read something at 200 miles an hour. Time, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be fucking cranky as well. <laughs> you
0: oh, hang on, get the next lap.
2: But you look at how far, look at how football's changed and cameras change and, and sports change. Look at how, how far sports documentary making has, has come. Yeah, that's a good point, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it changes in cameras, changes in the way, just the way that it's made. You look at something like we mentioned Johnny at the beginning. You watch something in, like, I believe in miracles, and that soundtrack, and that the way it all ties together. Yeah. Compare that to this as a as a as a documentary. Never mind the subject matter. There's no comparison. It's also a world.
1: It's a, it's a hyper masculine world, but because the riders are so small, they all look quite yeah. boyish. Yeah. Because Gary McCoy, he weighs like sixty six
2: or sixty seven kilograms. That's what he did when he was racing. Well, John Hopkins is only like seventeen, isn't it? And he's like he's like he's like a, he's yeah. like a kid. He's not yeah. he's not a big kid. But it's one of those ones where you want, to, you want to support your kids in whatever they do. But I think if my kid yeah. wanted to be a motorcycle rider or a solo climber, or a, you know, you'd know, you have to think, mm, where do I draw the line well,
1: in? We were watching it and it showed home video footage of yes. these riders riding motorbikes when they're 10, 9 or 10 competitively against much older kids, and then they get to about 12 or 13 and they're racing against adults on motorbikes. And I just thought, no. No, no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> no. I'll take it to Brownies. You're really going to be doing stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will take it to Brownies.
2: I will support that I'll one. I'll
0: take it to... I'll take it to a motorbike club. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a great weekend, though, but it's interesting they talked a little bit about it was the season when they went from uh, two strokes to, to two strokes and four strokes. Like, I I don't remember the two-stroke era, but the, the proper bike... Riders reminisce about that year. you we are saying about it's about the rider. I think a two-stroke bike was much, much less forgiving, much more powerful, much more uh, power-to-weight ratio on it, but could go wrong spectacularly badly quickly. You know,
0: the older riders seem to think that you know the four-stroke stuff was come on mate, anyone yeah. can do that, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I loved as yeah. a as a thought process of come on, yeah, yeah. They, called it, they called her they easy, yeah.
2: It's like when you see like MotoGP. See a, a, a better documentary. I'm not sure if I've already picked it. Is the one about the Dunlops? You haven't. No, but I will pick that. But the, but spoiler alert: the, the the Dunlop one includes a lot of death, right? And I, yes. And well, one yeah. reason the one reason I picked well, two reasons. One was that Valentin's retiring, but two is what well, you know a quick little search for all the people in it. Obviously, there, there was a there's there's one but. Uh, Broken back, one severe injury, but I mean, other than that, no one dies. So, mm. for a motorcycle racing documentary, to, for there to be no deaths, it's a good ratio. Yes, it's pretty good going. <laughs> you, you couldn't do this in Barry Sheen's era. Oh, well, you could have actually in MotoGP, but you certainly couldn't. You couldn't. You couldn't talk about the big road races of the Northwest or the, or the Isle of Man, or you know, you, you couldn't talk about that stuff without having to be prepared that people that you are invested in and that you quite like will die sometime in this documentary. Which is different again, I mean, cause, I mean Rossi, R- Rossi did the TT once as like a trial lap, not, not as part of a race. And this is a bloke who was unquestionably the best MotoGP runner of his, of his generation, maybe him and, and Guacamole, Agost- Agostini, probably the two best of all time. And it, him coming off the track and saying, these, these guys are nuts, I'd never do this.
1: What's weird is I can empathise and accept risk in a boxing context. And yet this made me feel squeamish. And that's inconsistent and hypocritical. But I I don't know why. And MMA makes me feel squeamish. And yet you're less likely to die in MMA than you are in boxing.
2: You're less likely to die in MotoGP than you are in boxing as well.
1: Yeah. And yet for some reason, it's just watching them fly through the air. And you can see that their legs have already broken as they're spinning and spinning and spinning. And I just thought, (laughs) I can't. I can't cope with this. But again, it's inconsistent. I just, I I haven't realised there was such emphasis on the rider as opposed to the manufacturer. And that did make me think, oh, in terms of who were sporting spectacle, I put it right up there. But yeah, as a sport, I don't think it's for me, but I I
2: did enjoy the documentary. I'll tell you, it's one of the sports that when you go to live, most sport is improved by seeing it live. Most, not all. Um, a MotoGP live you don't see much of the track obviously mm-hmm. depending on where you're, where you're sitting um, but the noise and the, and the atmosphere there's 150,000 people yeah huge it's def- definitely loud and it's a, it's a real weekend of, ac- of action it's great it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant weekend You've got to see a MotoGP race
1: but Wembley only holds 90,000
2: oh it's massive you know massive. that's absolutely enormous and they're, there, and they're not there for two hours they're there for three days <laughs>
0: So, if you want the second round of clips, Patreon.com/distantpod is where you need to go, or uh, if you search for the socially distant sports bar extra
2: on Spotify, oh, they just let all that classic banter for free. Well, it's, it's up, up you. to you. We can move that to the start and fuck him. Put it at in fuck him. <laughs> Love. In fact, I leave the bit. Where I, leave the bit where I say fuck him in. Yeah. For the patrons, you've literally been paying for it. But then put the put the, the thingy, the sales bit at the front. You think? I think so. This is good. And t- and tell them they're going to miss a classic adventure okay, so, so Rebecca Riots. You, you're telling them now? Yeah, yeah, if, if, yeah. All right, then. Go on. If you, if you pay the Patreon, you yeah. not only get all the second round of clips. Yeah. Uh, and you get all sorts of, uh, you know, there's other benefits, I'm sure, to do with... I'm sure, you know, yeah. Live shows or whatever, I don't know. I don't know. By the, but,
1: way, by the way, Yes. Um, the Times special correspondent that was sent to cover the Rebecca Riots, was called Thomas Campbell Foster, if anyone wants to do some background reading. I've just remembered his name. Amazing. So,
0: uh, there you go. So there's a
2: yeah, Really, really interesting. Things we thrown one, that, L, but that's he, it.
1: We, he's the one that wrote, fuck this.
0: Okay. But we're also, we're also trying to sell the patron, yeah. and you've told so, them that there's a section on the Rebecca Riots. <laughs> in it. Which, will, A, won't come as a
2: surprise to anybody who listens. Yeah. Right, if you pay the patron, you're not only getting the second round of clips, you'll get the second lot of uh, after half time banter yes
3: the
1: second lot Thomas Campbell Foster stuff S-
2: so confused yeah we've done all the Thomas Campbell Foster stuff about the wreck riots. we've yeah. done we've talked about uh, Vic and my wife's mother possibly shacking up together yep we've talked about um, what else we talk about I don't know uh, it was good though was the moving house stuff on air or not on air I don't remember I don't remember it might be uh, there was stuff about uh, the Blitz don't know <laughs> Yeah, there was. Swansea there was. Blitz, yeah. the Cardiff Lots Blitz. Lots of blitzing. Um, Second World War in general. Yeah. You know, that's before we get to the sport, the, the sports stuff. So they'll miss all that.
0: You will miss all that unless you go to patreon.com slash distantpod and sign up there. Or go to Spotify and search for the uh, socially distant sports bar extra on
2: there. And you can sign up there as well. Yeah. It's a new year. Be a, be a better version of yourself. Do that. I will. Thank you. Kinder. of. No, not only you then. Oh, right. Okay.
0: Let's round things off then uh, with the book choice for this week. Uh, it's my choice. First one of the year from me. It's called um, It's Always Summer Somewhere, A Matter of Life and Cricket by a guy called Felix White. Now, oh, yes. <laughs> so, Ellis, I presume, was a fan of the Maccabees? Yeah, great band. Great band. I saw them in Glastonbury and I absolutely loved them. Um And he has since gone on to be one of my favourite cricket writers as well. Yeah.
1: I've met Orlando. I've not met Felix, yeah.
2: I've never met him either, but I want to, because I think we'd get on. Yeah, absolutely. What a dream career, man, to go from being in a really good band to writing about your favourite sport. So if
0: your favourite things are, which it appears to be from this book, music and cricket, that's just great, isn't it? And he's also on Tail Ender's podcast now with um, Jimmy Anderson and, and Greg James and well, Mark who's going to be producing us on the BT Sports Show. Oh, lovely!
1: Orlando's an animator. You know? He Is sent he? me his book. Yeah, he's oh, a brilliant cool. artist. Absolutely yeah. amazing artist. He's a lovely bloke. But they they were they were a big deal. Maccabees. They did two big. Their final shows were two nights at the at the Ali Pally. I think that's
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Quite emotional, like massive. Yeah. It's really interesting because he gets into some of that towards the end of the book because the book is, it's about his, so it's about his life, so it's got the music side of things in there. It's got the cricket side of things in there as well, and it's sort of uh, his mum had MS from very sort of young age for him, so it's about him sort of dealing with that grief as well. And it's about sort of his family, the relationship he had with his granddad who got him into cricket in the first place. Oh, his intense. granddad takes him to uh, his first sort of county championship game, and he thinks he's going to be massively overwhelmed because he's never been to anything like this before. And Felix has to pretend to be overwhelmed because obviously it's county championship cricket. Yeah. And even yeah. though it's the Oval or Lords, wherever it was. It's just empty and shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's, trying to, wow. yeah, he's trying to ham it up for his granddad.
2: <laughs> must be doing 2000 people. <laughs> <again. laughs>
0: this is quite scary. Wow. <laughs> but he, he writes beautifully. And I listened to the audiobook as well, sort of during the summer when I was driving to various camping things with the kids. And he flits between telling his own life story, talking about cricketers who meant a lot to him. So, like Phil Tufnell. Chris Lewis, that sort of era of cricketers that were playing when he was growing up. And he interviews them as well. So he sort of has a thought that he thinks he remembers something that happened in a game. And he'll then interview them and he brings oh, that interview into yeah. it as well. And it's, it's really beautiful the way that it, the sort of segues. None of them feel forced, but he sort of shows his journalism skills within it as well. Um, he tells a great story of going to his granddad's house to watch the test match. And it was when. Um, it's when Atherton got done for ball tampering, and he oh, was like, yeah. he was like, there, there was a there was a mood in his granddad's house, like an English cricketer has done this, has cheated, mm. and it was it, it was like somebody in the family had died or something like that. It was kind yeah. of, but the the parallels he draws between life going through a lot of grief and sport and his music, right? It's fascinating. It's a oh, it's a so really sweet. interesting book, and he's a great writer. And from what I can tell from this, seems like a lovely bloke.
1: The other person who's got a dream career is Andy Zaltzman, who is now Absolutely. a statistician on TMS. Yes. And my God, we had him on. When we, when John and I were doing um, Five Live uh, on Sunday during the Euros, we had him on as the keeper of the sacred stats. His, his knowledge of cricket, it's like talking to an audiobook. Oh, yeah. And it's it's absolutely astonishing how much he knows about cricket.
2: Like Tony Wisden. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so he does he does that, and then he does the news quiz, and he does gigs and the bugle and all that sort of stuff. What a cool job.
2: Whenever you see people who've, who say, seg- like, I'll use I just used the word segue there. That's Steph, you said it. That's in my brain. It's a nice word, that segue. People who segue in from one thing they love to another thing like that. Yes. I always think you're not lucky because you, you deserve it. But, I mean, what a... What a, what a What a way for the cards to fall. That's beautiful. Like Jack Russell. Imagine keeping Wicket your whole life and you love cricket. Yeah. You also love painting. And then when you retire, and before you retire, you you start this and then you end up going all around the world painting cricket in all those stadiums, Yeah, yeah. And then making a very nice living selling your paintings and... Following the teams on tour, thought, oh, my God, that's it's, fucking brilliant. It is great, isn't it? It's something yeah. we're Fon, not... w- oh, Wayne von Williams is that, the goalkeeper.
0: Yes. Nice. It's something we're not great at, I don't think, in this country. We kind of box people into, you do that. Oh, you, know, yeah, you, yeah. you present children's TV. You can't do sport. You do this. You And I just I love the fact that Felix has had these careers. It's a really cool book as well. So it's, it's called It's Always Summer Somewhere. Um, it's, it's
2: yeah, it's beautiful. Um, but also, mate, let's just quickly say cause this goes out in January. Yes, and I'm not, I'm not trying to sound overly deep. Okay. But um, if you want to give something a go, yeah, oh, just give it a go. I mean, the, yeah. What is the worst that can happen? You, you end up being skint and going back to what you're doing before, probably. But well, wow, yeah. at least you you know, just fucking give it a go.
1: I talked to mum yesterday, and uh, she's always been very active in the in the lockdown. It was just walking. Yeah, but she started mm. going back to. Exercise classes, and the the lady who, who takes the circuits class she does has just passed her sort of has just got her boxing qualification. Cool. She said we could start doing some stuff with pads if you like, Nesta. My mum said I'd love that. Got my own gloves already. Getting super. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, mum's in quite a lot of boxing actually. Oh,
2: by the way, i was not sure you know this, Al. So I've been I had a chat with the Yethadith people on s 4 oh, yeah. the other day about our project in the new year. Yeah. Where Alan Al and I will be on a road trip, and yeah. I'll be trying to learn Welsh, and my, my sensei B- will Bubs be. Bubs is
1: going to teach me how to be a man.
2: <laughs> well, we, we talked about, we talked about you know possible trips between. I, I, I'm not probably giving the game away, but maybe between Carmarthen and Barry might be the trip. Yeah. What could we do along the way? Well, you know, I, I will be sound I won't, services. I won't be advanced. <laughs> I won't be advanced enough to do uh, a stand up set in Welsh. Unfortunately, you know, not yet. Anyway. Yeah. And they said, we couldn't really do rugby because I think that's been done in one of the other programmes. So what could we do? I said, well, do you know what? I said, Alice and I both box. So it could oh. be on the cards. So you and I could have a bout. Oh, I like that.
1: I mean, there's mm. a slight difference in weight category. That'll be fine. Come <laughs> on.
2: <laughs> no, oh, it'll spar. Not, 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 yeah. um, I'm not going to try and like, give you kidney there, damage or anything.
1: Are there any Welsh-speaking
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, fine. Um, I'm gonna um, Owen, who trains us, uh, trains me. At,
1: yeah. uh, Brett Johns.
2: Brett, yeah, Brett speaks Welsh.
1: I mean, I mean that's MMA does, but he will have a background. He started off boxing. I well,
2: those who trains me and trains Seth, isn't yeah, he's, he's a Welsh speaker?
1: speaker. Yeah, he's from North Wales,
2: isn't he? He does a lot of s 4 c stuff. So big yeah. pod fan. He is. Oh great! There
0: okay. you go. Let's link him up.
2: Imagine you broke my jaw. Imagine you my... worse. Worse. Imagine you broke my job yeah. Imagine great. getting filled in by Alice. I could never, That'd I could never great. walk the streets of Cardiff again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is your money back, S4C? Do not play this out. <laughs> yeah. Do not. I don't want to be paid for it. Do not play this out
2: on the telly. Is it, there's a disclaimer on this. Your money back. If Alice yeah. knocks me up, this is never shown. Sure. That'd be great. Give money back to people. N- never talk about this.
0: No, no, no. Don't want it. Don't want your money.